Oh shit, here we go. I better start the music. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to post episode issues. Issues, it's like issues, but different. The Walking Dead, season five, episode 12. Remember, I'm a little distracted right now because I can still smell Daryl Dixon from here, Joe. Can you smell oh, yeah. that stinky bastard? I'm still I'm still blinded by the shine off of Rick's chin. Oh my gosh, Joe. He's a pretty, pretty man, but I do miss the beard. I miss, I miss it. How could you miss it? It was gone for like 30 seconds. Literally <laughs> like one scene he was clean shaven. He had he had a fuller beard at the end of the at the end of the episode than I have after two or two and a half days growth. <laughs> Like, seriously, that thing grows quick. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And we are quick to get out here right after the Walking Dead episode. We're really psyched to be out here and like to thank you guys all for jumping in the chat room early and getting these, getting things moving. Uh, we, we, we were spending the last five or ten minutes watching the chat room laughing our asses off. Thank you, guys. But if this is your first time here, please hit that subscribe button whenever you're watching this. And we'd love to hear what you thought of this episode of The Walking Dead. Share it in the comment section below. You can also check out issuesprogram.com for all of our stuff. And you can uh, email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com or tweet me at igotissuesman as uh, we already got one tweet tonight from uh, Anna Banana over there who said, uh, let's take over this town. Or I'm, I'm uh, doing it. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it opened. But so we'll she won't. We'll take this they goddamn town. If they can't keep it. We'll just. Take it. I love that change at, at the end with Rick, that little shift in where he's just like, don't worry, we're going to fuck it. Well, like, there's there's a lot of things that I just, this town, my hack, like, oh. talk about, I'm, I'm with Daryl, sitting on the porch, <laughs> silent, cutting open small animals for the first few days. Like, seriously. Dude, my favorite. Let's let everybody know exactly who, what kind of people we fucking are. <laughs> My favorite scene of the entire night is the fact that, uh, and we'll get to it, but I have to say it, when Daryl's in his interview and he still hasn't dropped the possum, he's just sitting in the, <laughs> he's, still holding he's still holding the fucking possum. And yes, Olivia, I shaved today. I had to go to work, so I didn't want to scare scare small children with my face. I was going to bring out a razor and, and joke about shaving on the show, but... Yeah. Yeah, we thought we thought about doing this as a video, having you know, setting. Next time I have to shave, we'll do. We'll have J Joe shave me. We'll put it out as a video <laughs> and shoot it like that, all in slow motion and stuff. It'll be great. Straight edge. Oh God, if you if you if you be willing, I trust you. I'm like, uh, whoop, <laughs> I trust you. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say some weird reference that no one would get. So let's start off this episode because we have a lot of shit to talk about. Oh, this season is getting so good, says Tara Chan. Yeah, it's getting fucking incredible. This this episode, I hope Joe were on the same page. This episode had me on edge. I, this was really good TV. This oh, come on, uh, Captain. Th for some reason, I couldn't get Captain Janeway out of my head. Probably because of one of our commentators. But the, I just kept looking at this actress that's playing uh playing the mayor, the governor, I guess. And you saw Kate Melgrove. Thinking of Janeway for some room for some reason. I don't know. It's kind of strange. Hmm, no, I see what you're saying. A sense the way she was delegating responsibility in that political way of of being. Uh, she was a definite politician, and I like the line about being a poker player. But let's get right into this episode. We started off right where we stopped last time. We see our group entering the gates, and we also see. I missed the first five minutes. I was waking up from a nap. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, so 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 listen. So I'll tell you what happened. It's you didn't miss too much. Aaron and Eric are limping in, and Carl sees uh, some girl gawking in a window, watching from the distance. We definitely see Carl see some girl, and then she disappears. We see Maggie, and to steal a line from one of my favorite people out there on uh, YouTube, freeze frame it for a second if you want your Maggie time. Uh, from Aussie Man Reviews, one of the best guys out there. If you're not into him, please check out Aussie Man Reviews. He's fucking funny yeah, as a bastard. There was like zero Maggie. Zero right? Maggie in this episode. There was, a couple of, there was a smile later on, and then that was like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tara Chan says, Joe, don't worry. This group is rather pathetic. They need Rick and the gang. Yeah, I, I, as far as the comics, I read, uh, I think, actually, these two episodes right here in, encompass uh, them going into into this town. I think I think this one, too far gone or something, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I still, I'm still trying to look at it like, like I did when I read the book, and I'm just, like, even walking into this town, coming anywhere close to, like, these people... And it's just so fucking sketchy. They, <laughs> just so fucking sketchy. Right from the, like, just all the smile. Like, Daryl looks at Carol and says, she looks ridiculous because I'm sorry. She does look ridiculous. She does, like, like I'm with Daryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showered. Don't worry about it. I showered. I'm not taking this smell off of me. I, I, it took me this long to get fucking used to my smell. <laughs> you know? Olivia says Norman Reed, uh, Olivia, Olivia, uh, sorry, Norman Reedus took Andrew Lincoln's facial hair and put it into a Ziploc bag and kept it, according to Lincoln on The Talking Dead. Yeah, I saw that real quick. So, uh, so they're walking into the gate, and we, as we said, we see Maggie for like one second. The maybe, maybe Daryl, Daryl hasn't had a beard issue all season, has he? We haven't seen him shaving or anything. Maybe he's saving it to make make Glenn and him beards. <laughs> That's what they want for their birthday. Yeah, for Halloween, they're gonna go as, as Andrew Lincoln. They're gonna wear actual Lincoln beards. So something kind of rustles and moves, and they all draw their weapons. But it's just a possum, which Daryl kills and picks up. And as they open the gate, he says, "I brought dinner." <laughs> he would... <laughs> So the guy that opens the door, his name is Nicholas. Uh, we kind of hear dark music as they enter the gate and it closes behind them. They're almost immediately once they get through the the gate kind of told to uh, hand over your weapons if you want to stay. And uh, I don't know. I, I would definitely not feel comfortable handing over my weapons at this point considering no, last time that Darryl it happened. in the uh, interview, he's still holding his crossbow, isn't he? And it's like the whole just guns yeah. they collect. Like, just the guns. The thing. They let them um, keep the knives too. Yeah, yeah. If I'm going to kill anybody, I don't need to use my gun to do it. And at this point in the apocalypse, this group is well adept at killing people and things with or without guns. In fact, uh, this this guy that came and got them would have told them, yeah, I've been falling for weeks and they almost didn't use their guns at all during those mm -hmm. couple of weeks. They don't really need them. There's no really need to take them, especially where this whole town is full of pussies that haven't spent day one really in the apocalypse it's probably more for it to make the it's other very irresponsible policy there seems to be a lot of irresponsible things going around in this town yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm sorry but and and i know it's your town your rules but here's the thing rick should have came straight out and said what i just said there's no reason to take our fucking guns <laughs> because if we're psychopathic murderers we're gonna do it without the guns as well and then just go back and take our guns there's no reason for it. No, we're not going to let them up. Yeah, the the dick the dick guy uh, 
uh, Deanna's son's name is Aiden. I might mess up on the people in town's names tonight because we're just meeting them. Uh, her son's name is Aiden. The guy at the gate is Nicholas. Or I might have that switched, but I'm pretty sure that that's the case. The guy at the gate's Nick. And... The, the, mother, the mother and son, I thought they, uh, they cast that pretty well. I, thought, I felt like they, uh, they have very similar eyes and eyebrows. I thought the casting of that was done well. Oh. Especially I noticed it after the, uh, one of the end scenes. I was like, oh, wow, they kind of – I can see that kind of – they did a good job with the family resemblance with those two. I liked it. So, uh, so yeah, Rick says he's, uh, he says, why do you want my weapons? He kind of agrees with Joe to a point. He says, if we wanted to use our weapons, we would have used them. Our, we would have started already is what he says. Right. The music is eerie as fuck leading up to uh, just making the feeling like it's not going to be a good situation. And Rick also adds that he doesn't know if he wants to stay. He hasn't decided yet. Uh, Rick also notices in the distance we see kind of a walker approaching them. And Rick just kind of turns over to uh, Sasha and just says, Sasha, well, he just says her name. But what he's really saying is, Sasha, earn your paycheck. And they yeah. and and they show uh, they show Nicholas how they do, you know, how the Rick team does. And Sasha raises her gun calmly and shoots it in the head. It's surprisingly very effective for Sasha. I'm surprised she didn't get somebody almost killed with that. Like it didn't ricochet off. Oh, the... she's, she's always been a good shot. She's she, always been always a good, been a good shot. I know. From day one, she, she took well to the wall with the governor. She was trying to teach her brother how to shoot a she's little bit. She's just not gar good at guarding prisoners. She's not good at guarding prisoners or um, many other decision-making. Melody yeah. Vision says, uh, Deanna's being played by Tova Feldsha. I probably killed that woman's name. Excellent actress. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with her, but uh, she, I thought... I've seen, her, I've seen her in quite a few things. Yeah, I, I'd be hard-pressed to name anything off the top of my head that she's been in. But I know she's been a supporting actress for years and years and years, many TV and, and movies and stuff. And she is good. She is really good. She definitely earns her paycheck. <laughs> yeah, and Tara Chen, you're absolutely right. Team Delusional lives behind the walls of this freaking community. <laughs> so Aaron... And that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Aaron steps in and kind of tries to mitigate the situation and goes, Rick... Uh, why don't you go and talk to Deanna first? She's our, she's kind of our leader. You, you go talk to her after Sasha shoots the walker and Rick says, it's a good thing we're here, which really ultimately I think becomes the big point of this episode. The fact that, that they need these people cause they are fucking helpless there. They, she wants them there. At least my feeling on it is she wants them there because she needs protect. She feels like this is the only thing that's going to keep the community alive is having people that actually know how to get shit done. Oh, absolutely. If she's, if she's this Senator person that she is claiming to be, depending on what her experience is in the Senate, she knows the need for military, right? Not just military, but you know, People, people who are willing to do shit that the rest of the town should know about. Joe, guys like guys like Patton win wars for people, right? You know, there definitely needs to. She can see that her son's a fucking moron. Yeah, she can. She can and see if that's what they're relying on to protect this town. She knows they're as good as dead. Absolutely, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. If this guy's the best they got, they're in trouble. They're in major trouble. Oh, yeah, Jay Thompson yeah, loves like, you. I'm, I can't believe this community is still there. They're only, I think she says coming, well, yeah, 
Sorry. No, no, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, no, no worries. After the opening credits, Rick's in Deanna's house, and uh, she, she seems she seems to be the leader for whatever for whatever it's worth. We don't actually get said that, but it's essentially she seems to be the in the communist environment that they have. She's the she's the leader. It seems. Um, no, it seems yeah, like pretty much it has to be a communist environment too, right? Communism is the only thing that can work. Or di- no, no, no. Dictatorship can work. It's worked in Rick's case. When Rick- well, dictator dictatorship works on out there, but in a, in a town like this, I'm sorry, but the only way I'm happy with scrubbing toilets or you know mowing the lawns or keeping houses if if I get absolutely everything that senator lady gets for making the decisions and sitting on her ass, if not more, or I'm just going to kill her at some point because. Mm. That's really how communist societies work. <laughs> when they don't like what they get in, they fucking overthrow. They rise up, right? Uh, which is what Rick was talking about at the end of the episode, essentially. Like, if yeah. we don't like how things are going here, we'll just pull a Castro and take over Cuba. Did we? Did, how many people are supposed to be in this town? It only felt like, to me, like, what, did we meet four people? I, I, think, uh, I think that's probably someone. I might be copying someone else saying something like this. But I think what we're going to be seeing is just from the, our our character's perspective, so they only see part of the ta- part of the whole thing right now, because because we couldn't just be introduced to like fifty like tons of people. I'm curious. There's not even people like out walking around. Like at, I feel like in 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 Berry, um, like, <laughs> I know it's not Nate Woodbury. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go to the comment section for a second. Uh, Rick has to be uh, putting up a, a god-awful smell in this woman's house. And did he tell her he lost... Did he tell her he has lost count on how many people he has killed, but he knows why he's killing? Ren 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 Renwood says, "Welcome, Ren." Did did she say that the military didn't make it, but these douchebags did? <laughs> yeah, right. Like they they were. She said something about like we were being evac. We were being evacuated, and the military dropped us here and never came back. But they also evacuated the entire northern Virginia, so we were the only people left here. Millions gone. Yep. Um, uh, the Terra Chan, they got lucky. This place, uh, was evacuated. So there were very few dead. Uh, Olivia, Olivia says, I agree with Joe here in the commie issue. It's only, uh, a way a com a community can work in the apocalypse. Quote unquote. Terra Chan says that I'm prepared for real trouble talking about this in crispy. Welcome crispy. Communism only works in small villages and community. It, unless it's like the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, the beach, then it's never going to work. Well, yeah. Well, once once you once you have someone, once you install the dictator in the communist, see that's the problem with all the communist societies is they all revolve around a single leader. Yeah, the communist society has to be a communist society with a democratic. That that's leader. why crispy. That's why crispy is a hundred percent right that it only works in small communities where you're dealing with almost less than ten people. You know, right, just where like you a, have, where you have a representative that everybody can sit around and watch and talk and be and discuss absolutely. and be a part of. Once you have hundreds of people thousands of miles away being affected by decisions. It, and that's a good question, Joe. The, the, the big question that I want to know, too, is how many people are in this place total? Yeah. That, I mean, that's a big, that's a big question. Oh, and did, did you just invite 13 people into a community with six people? Yeah. Or did you invite 13 people into a community with 100 people? I want to know that before I become your fucking sheriff. Carl. Sure. <laughs> like, Carl D. Sanza, g- welcome to the room if this is your first time. I, I can't remember seeing you before. Welcome in. Welcome to our group. Uh, good question. Very good question. W- she, she said she gave everyone a job. What job did she give Gabriel? 
spiritual leader. Uh, oh, good Come choice. On. He's the worst put, possible fucking charge of the flock so oh. we can lock the church doors. Yeah, so we can get them all killed. <laughs> Fuck that. Get that he guy. Just got rid of his collar too, right? Yeah, yeah. What the, what the hell is what the hell is Gabriel gonna do except muck shit up? Fuck that guy. No. Well, he's like I said. <laughs> Like they added all those people from Mayberry before to the prison, from Woodbury to the prison. <laughs> it's awful, I know. No, it's they okay. They added them to the prison just so they could die. At least so, you can pronounce names, you know. Joe. Joe, at least you can pronounce names. I can't. I can't I know, read. Right? Yeah, right? I never learned right? to read. Ask Ask Carl De Souza how uh, names are pronounced. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Carl. Uh, G- Gabriel needs to die right now already. To be honest, Terrachan could not believe agree with you enough. Terrachan also says, and to be even more honest, I kind of get sick of all the religious themes in that show, but we don't, you don't, no argument out of us here. Ren Renwood, so why no pictures of the residents? I have a bad feeling about this. I, I absolutely have a bad feeling about this too. Well, like I, I, like I said before, the, when she was showing the pictures, I think there were no pictures of the residents because the photographs were so grainy and so bad that if they did, they would just end up looking like walkers all mm-hmm. over the streets. Yeah. Good how point. would you be able to really tell the difference unless they were like, you know, standing side by side. And then how would you know that those pictures were now and not post-apocalyptic? That being said, we still haven't seen, we still haven't seen more than a handful of people. So, uh, so uh, again, people on a porch, a couple of young people, but we've heard about, we've heard about more people because Carol has to go and make lots of dinner for a lot of old people. She has to go do meals on wheels later. Yeah, there is, there is definitely more people. (laughs) I just would like to know. It would have been nice to hear the governor give Rick a count of how many heads there were. Don't call it. (laughs) Careful, Joe. Don't call her the governor. That'll get confusing. (laughs) Call it the senator or something. No, congresswoman. Call it a congresswoman. Sorry, she's going to be the governor, and this is going to be Mayberry RF2. <laughs> so, so Deanna, Deanna Troy is uh, is interviewing Rick. And uh, Rick is, uh, he, she asks Rick if she can film it, the conversation. And Rick says, go ahead and ask why. And she says, we're all about transparency here. She asks Rick how long they've been out there. And he says, since the beginning. And, uh, and, and uh, she tells him kind of how uh, the com- how the community came to be that they found this place that the army brought them there and it was uh and it was it was like mini mansions and it's a self fulfilling community that has like solar panels and most sewage of, most and everything. Most Virginia had already been evacuated at this point, Northern Virginia, okay. and the military on the way through they were evacuating these people from somewhere, bringing them somewhere, and they stopped here, dropped them off, and left to go take care. And of said that they else. would be back. And never came back. Yeah, we, we saw the her, tanks. We know how that goes. Yeah. Her dad or husband or something then goes and, and finds the, the near mall, rips it apart, and builds the and has the community build the wall. Joe, do you know what his name was? Uh, Brandon Brandon the Builder. Brandon the Builder, <laughs> nice. So. He, he built he built the wall. So Brandon as, the Builder goes out, rips the builder, down yeah. the mall to build the wall. <laughs> Brand, baby. Exactly. So as Rick sits there uncomfortable, and this is like the worst therapy session ever. Uh, <laughs> She she lets him know that she used to be a congresswoman and uh fucking builder. And Rick How did I not see that coming. <laughs> Sorry, man. I thought you were gonna beat me to it. Rick says he does he doesn't <laughs> think it matters <laughs> what people do. And uh she says, no, it really does matter. And it's this uh this place we can use this place as the start of s- sustainability. In fact, that's what it said on the bro- brochures. This place I mentioned this had <laughs> solar grid, eco base, sewaging, and it started in the low eight hundred thousands. And they sold them all. 
Her family was, Joe mentioned this, her family was from Ohio. The army directed them there, but they never came back. And suddenly they were there with a surplus in food and, food and her, her master architect husband, Brand the Builder, built up the wall and, uh, and they had this community. And uh, so Rick's like, you've been here behind these walls this whole fucking time. And she, right from the beginning. And she says, you're the first people from the outside we've ever thought about letting in. And he said, so if they're the in first two years, that means they've been pulling. That means it could be. So what's Aaron? Wait a second. What's it? Joe, what's Aaron do? Then does Aaron go to other communities and get people? Well, he, he does, was he was pretty fucking far away when he found Rick and the crew. But what I mean is he said that what I do is I go out and recruit people. If he, if this is the first time they brought people in in two years, wh where, who else has he been recruiting? Where's well, he there been? Was the little girl they brought in three months ago. So she lied to him. It's, they haven't well, not brought people for outside. She showed up at the gates. Really, they they weren't wasn't a group. Recruited. She just got caught in a lie. Yeah, maybe maybe it, maybe they're not the first people they let in since the beginning. But maybe it has been a while. And this guy, he was they were pretty far away. They were wherever the hell they were. They were like at least the fifty miles they talk about later, if not more. I mean, they were in cars. They drove for a whole day to get there. For Ch hours they drove. So, Ch like I. I, th I think that's a little strange too. Yeah. Like they're going so far. And how did he, how were, how were they in communication with the town? Walkie talkies. Were they driving back and forth every day to tell them like, Hey, you know, uh, Rick, this guy, Rick seems pretty cool. What should we do? Maybe they, that, that, maybe they have CB radios. I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the CB radio doubt. Okay. CB radio in the back of one of those cars. In the, in the RV. There. In the RV. Yeah, there has probably has to be. Chat room, I agree with you, Melody Vision. Excuse me. Oh, gross. I agree with you, Melody O'Vision, about Carol. I think she's just playing ditzy, and I think we, we learn about that. She she But I think she's liking it a oh, bit too much. Oh, she's absolutely playing ditzy. But she's she, like... She, she has two different sides to her. Uh, she has more than two different sides. We'll, we'll, we'll me, get to... We'll We'll get to we'll Carol. Finish. We'll save it for her interview. Yeah, right? because I want to talk about her interview. Exactly. Because that was so fucking amazing. That was my favorite Carol moment, maybe of all fucking time. Just what, next to her blowing up Terminus. Just seeing no, this. No, my favorite moment is is the cleaning herself off after Terminus. Oh, I know. For personal, later. For personal <laughs> reasons, right? Just like my freeze frame of Maggie crying about Beth's death is my favorite. <laughs> the, 30 second, the, the three seconds. The three second yeah. shot of Maggie going, <laughs> I cared about Beth. We're still not convinced. So she says, convinced. she says you were the first people we thought about letting in. Uh, by the way, guys, you're doing so awesome in the chat room. I love you guys that you're keeping up, keeping up the discussion going. Uh, she says we are the you were the first people we thought about letting in, and uh, we should have. Uh, and Rick gets into the hole. You should have kept us out. There are people out there that measure light, and I wrote this more towards the end because it's more. Yeah, you shouldn't be opening up your gates. Right, people are out there look for opportunities to take advantage of you. Uh, you shouldn't be opening your gates for people like me. And she says, and I'm I'm paraphrasing there, but she says Aaron says you're trustworthy. He said Rick says he's killed people. Not sure how many, but he's killed killed them to protect his family which this is her best line of the entire episode where she she goes well you've done it to protect your family i think i want to be a part of your family yeah yeah to keep me alive for to keep them alive for us and to keep me alive for them i've killed people yep and uh she says yeah sounds like a family i want to be a part of yeah i'm in you're, you're gonna kill people for me awesome <laughs> like uh and that 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 makes uh Puts a little bit of a, uh, really. 
Really? What do, what do you mean? You Explain. Wanna, that, like me killing people is why you want to be a part of my family. I don't think it's so much that. I think killing is just a necessity in the world that they live in. And no, yes. no one in their group is good at that. So you need a junkyard dog. This was what we were talking about before. You need someone that's good and willing to do these things. And Rick is a weird balance of both. And you don't find that probably much else out there. You, f- you find people that are one or the other, which this group, strangely enough, seems to have, have both. Could, partially because of people like Dale and in uh, early as an early influence on the group group and uh, people like Herschel as an influence on Rick personally during the farmer Rick days he, he has Rick will always have some center just like he goes on in this episode about about how he there's no way they'll go soft he won't let them I don't agree with Glenn I don't think there was to be any point in time where they could be out there too long unless they went hungry I think they they naturally just they'd never go to eating people I I just don't think these are the type of people that would that would get to that level they're just not that's not in their makeup right well this yeah no they wouldn't that's in my that's my opinion I think most of those people would probably rather die they maybe they'd eat the dead but they wouldn't like eat killed people dead come back too quick that's true. That's true. And I wouldn't want to take this. Hey, me personally, I'm starving to death before I decide to start eating humans. Yeah. Personally, yeah, per- yeah, especially in that world, yeah. it would make me feel like I was no different than them. I don't even eat hamburger, Joe. I mean, I'd be. Oh, I, see, I'll eat me a cow. I'm kidding. I, I don't do it for political reasons. I just do it because I need tomato sauce on it. So she says we've lost people too, and we've done things too. He asked what she's done, and she says she's exiled three men, and uh, that that were bad seeds, and it's as good as killing. You know how it is out there. Uh, he says, what do you want from me? And she says, uh, family should be able to be raised in a safe environment, a place to grow up. She wants them to help them survive. She knows he can do this, and he's ex- and she's exceptionally good at reading people. If she didn't win an election to be a congresswoman, she would have been a professional poker player. She's not kidding. Right. Okay, do you know what? I'm going to say... I'm going to say it before you do, Joe. Automatic red flag. I don't trust her. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, you, I mean... That, shit, a congresswoman and a woman who's a self-professed professional poker player. Like she, that's a, that's a deceptive person right there. You're dealing with a deceptive individual. Yep. Just, just to put it out there, just put it out there. And, uh, and she's not kidding. Rick, she, she asks him what time it is, or she looks at the time and she says 3.37 PM. And uh, she's skeptical. She has a she has a right to uh, you have a right to be skeptical. Uh, I say she says that on purpose. She has like she said, she's read Rick. She's looked him up and down. She's studied on him. She's she's noticed lots of stuff about him in this time period. One of the reasons why she also. Yeah, I tape people so the rest of the town can watch the video. We can all make a decision at once. Uh that's the way we've best decided to do this. Mm-hmm. But it's also so she can watch these things over and over and over again. So she can really get to know and see the tells and the reactions of different questions and uh, things that make people think that extra second that cause eyebrows to raise, mouths, mouths to twitch, what subjects are, are touchy, what ones they don't care about. You know, and in this time, she's noticed that Rick is going to need to wind his watch, and that's why she says the exact time to him. It's three thirty-seven, Rick. Big, big. He knows his watch. He hasn't wound it in weeks. It doesn't matter what time it is anymore. He can tell by the sun, the group, 
knows what time of day it is. And the time is irrelevant to him out there. Big and in- that's why she says it exact because, and that's going to prove her point about being a poker player and being a, a someone who is an observer and uh, and observes people. Big and sexy says she sounds shady as all outdoors. <laughs> and I agree. She does. She is sounding shady and very, very, tr- I don't know. She's, this was very, her, the way she's interrogating people is a little weird. Uh, 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 Olivia says, I think what Glenn meant by being out there too long was that they were almost out there too long to be able to assimilate into civilization again. I, I agree that there is some element of that, at least in his mind, the way he, fe- the way he feels. Right. And when they were standing at the gate, right? And they were sitting outside the gate, and Rick was in a moving vehicle. Katie just sent me a point, and they were listening to children behind the gates playing, which is what convinced him to go. And where the fuck did all the kids go? Well, we see him kind of. Right, but we see like, the teen. We see a the, lot of kid sounds. Like we see the pot kids, smoking, like three teenagers fucking playing video games, smoking in a house weed. down the street, yeah, smoking weed in the house, playing the house. in the sunlight, and they just walked in. They just walked in. This is less than five minutes. Where did the fuck did the kids go? That's all I want to know. That's all Kate wants to know. Different, uh, maybe it's a different part of the uh, the area. I don't know. I, I I tend to agree with you. I thought we'd see more people, but but they're there. I, I'm I'm gonna say that they're there. We just didn't see them. They all went and hid behind the trees. Yeah, we we, get, we did get to see kind of the old uh, the the old folk playing with the baby and stuff. So we well, do know that there are other that, people. That too, I guess, before you open the gates to the strangers that you're about to audition, you, you tell do, the kids to. Yeah, you don't have the you. kids there to greet them, just in you case. You don't want fodder for like. Yeah. Imagine some like kids. All your shit, or we kill the kids. Yeah. Imagine some kids that have been through a lot of sh- that haven't been through a lot of shit. Seeing Daryl Dixon walk in with a dead possum in his hand and zombie <laughs> ears all over. I mean, they might be Something kind of. You don't necessarily want the kids to. Yeah, see they might that. be freaked out by that. I'm just you know just saying they might be. Which one of you kids can spell possum? <laughs> Chris B says I live in Ohio and I don't trust Ohio politicians. Terry Chan says I don't really trust any politicians. Jay Tom, I think you guys can. I think you guys can take your uh, your handling of the political situation to any town outside of Ohio <laughs> and still feel the same way. Jay Thompson says I feel sorry for Carl. He has no socialization skills, and I agree. He's he is helpless in that scene. When when we get to that, we'll get to that and talk about Carl. So the group's hanging outside and and they're handing over their guns. Uh, we get a nice cool top angle looking down at them and uh which i don't know was supposed to mean someone's watching them from a distance but i don't think so it's just a cool angle this is awesome we're still not even the first five minutes into the show because i still haven't seen that you still <laughs> haven't seen, seen any of this so so uh you he said they said I, i'm surprised that you're talking so much considering you haven't seen what we're talking about <laughs> it's very interesting very interesting joe Joe making it up as he goes. I love it. I love it. So he still knows more than me. So many guns are on the, uh, so all the guns are on the table. And this is a really funny scene with Carol. You you have to rewatch it just for this scene. It's like, it's like Mad Max going to Thunderdome. And the gun from here, the knife no, no, from there, the d- whip from there. Yeah, with, Car- with Carol undoing all the guns. Down, like. It's a comic sketch. And we see this woman with glasses giggling, going, hee, 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 I'm going to take these guns, hee, hee, as she wheels them out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, we're not giving up our weapons. That should have been clearly defined right from the fucking start. If we're going there, we're not taking our weapons off our hips, period. We don't know any of you people. And the last four groups of people that we've come across have all been evil, evil people. I agree with you 100%, Tara Chen. Amazing in this episode. Really great playing that uncomfortability. So Aaron... Chandler does a good job, I think. He gets a bad rap. 
and when he gets stuff to do, when he gets stuff to do, he's really good. Yeah. He pulls it off when he, when they give him stuff, they, do, they just don't give him stuff all the time. But when we, when we see stuff, stuff like last season, I, I mentioned it last episode, like with him with the big pudding and, and just little moments like that, just sh- he shows a lot of humanity. I like, I like it. And uh, I, I wonder if his first instinct when he saw all these other kids was just to start shooting. Um, they, they were probably smart taking Carl's weapon. He would have just shot these kids for making him feel too comfortable. <laughs> I said, drop that video yeah. game controller, <laughs> yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah. You beat me in Mortal Kombat? Bam! What the hell? <laughs> so Aaron tells Rick and, uh, Rick and Carl that they can have uh, two houses for the group. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "What two houses? What do uh, and he says, uh, "Take." He kind of jokes and says, "Take that when it's better, cur- better curb appeal." I'm sure this is the first time Rick's heard the word, the uh, term curb appeal in a few years. He, he says he's, uh, you know, get take your time, and if you need me, call me. But oh wait, there's no phones. But I'm only four houses down. Just c- just come and see me. Come and see me when you get settled in. And I, we told everyone that you guys are going to be a little slow. You don't expect a lot of people knocking on your on your door being like, hey, what's introducing themselves? You're probably they're probably gonna let you leave you alone for a little bit. So is this yeah, place I wouldn't be I wouldn't be going anywhere near this group. So is this place big enough to have like a neighborhood that no one bothers them in the neighborhood? Like no, yeah, no. Here's the thing. I think it is big enough where they have a, a little bit of room at the moment. But uh there's no way as a member of this community I'm gonna approach that house and be like hi it's the welcoming wagon i brought you a basket of fruit did you see her do did you see her do that were you watching at that point i i came in as rick was shaving okay so uh so you so you did see the woman that shows up at the door doing that with a basket i have goodies for you here you go oh that happens right after right oh oh oh, the guy that the girl that uh yeah yeah that cuts his hair yeah so, yeah. so after exploring the house with creepy music, looking like it's a trap, uh, Carl looks – I think you missed a little more than five minutes. Carl turned on the uh, running water, and they're like, oh, my gosh, running water, to which Rick immediately goes, running water, and runs and takes a steamy shower, to which we do get yeah, some – That's a little that's, – that's huge because it takes a lot more than – like, that means they have to have – the control of the dpw plant somewhere or, or something to keep this water going san burbia says joe must be a good politician great commentary for something he hasn't seen yet <laughs> i do like i said i do have a little bit of background for them showing up to this town from the books right, right. Well, you have more background you have more background than i do about this one so so rick takes rick takes a steamy and it's Phil's recounting of the show is what i'm basically coming rick yeah. rick takes a steamy shower and this gets a little hot it's i i you know uh my girl that was watching this with she got a little hot and bothered in this moment she was like "Ooh, rick mm, very very you get a little rick tom cruise butt shot through the shower it, it, it happened so then it happens here comes the sad scene uh rick I'm sorry, but i don't shower yet i'm with daryl i'm not getting i'm not getting myself clean yet Shower. You shower. I love showers. I love you being shower, in the shower, dude. You're, you're so full of shit on that one. You do. De- I know you. You definitely shower. That's you're like fuck it. This, this, this sh- you could be. This shower could be poison, but I'm enjoying this shit. <laughs> it's your weakness. That's like one of your kryptonites, dude. You t- totally shower. You're full of shit. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you would. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shower. You're like a multi-daytime shower. The summertime, you shower like two or three times a day. By the time I came out of that shower, the pipes would be broken in the 
<laughs> oh gosh. Uh, they, uh, Olivia says that they said this was designed uh, as a completely self-sufficient community before the apocalypse. Yeah, it's to toilet paper. Well, toilet paper? What is this? Holy crap, running water. <laughs> no more ass smell. And here we go. Yep, Rick is actually actually getting ready to uh, to shave. And I gotta say, I want to be the last person to shower. And, you know, this is why. Ugh. This Ugh. is why I want to Yeah, be I'm with you, Katie. Ugh. I want to be the first. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why. Because if you're the first person to shower, after you shower and you come back downstairs... You're not going to be able to sit in that room. The oh. smell is going to be beyond. Very bearable. good, very good analysis, Joe. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. You're 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 absolutely <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're going to have to leave the room. You're going to be out out sitting in the front yard on display for everybody to see because you can't bear. Right, you just hang with Daryl and the possum until everybody else finishes showering. You're you're used to the smell, and then you go up and you'd be the last one. That's my that's my plan. I'll go last. Thanks. Oh, That's it's going to be gross. It's going to be fucking gross. I got to get my just set the rule first. Clean the shower after you're done. Can we yeah, can we do, do they have a do they have somebody is somebody's job in this community to be like the maid come into the house and the clean? Clothes, the clothes get burned, right? We don't just wash these clothes. The only clothes that gets washed is Daryl's leather coat, right? Oh, he no, Everything he's else is burned. I I'm not convinced that Daryl's going to shower at all this <laughs> this whole time I, in this I community. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. There's no need for him to. Uh, like yeah we got to put on airs what would carol say to him later on no we'll she'd, get there yeah she'd hose him down or something like that is what, what they what she said so uh appearances why start now so as he's shaving he hears a knock he walks downstairs shirtless looking uh <laughs> making sure that we have the uh shirtless uh rick grimes running downstairs and uh he sees he sees someone at the door it's a woman that introduces herself as jesse and she offers him a basket of goodies, and he. Rick's not the only one dripping by the end of this scene. But she's given. He's given her the "Do I kill you or do I thank you?" look. That's the that's the look he's given her. Do I? Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I say killer. 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 Thanks to the back of the skull. Yeah. She's cheating on her husband. She's already cheating on her husband right there in, what do you in mean her mind. There's no pecan pie in there. <laughs> Sorry from a different show. Priest, I have to confess. I'm having dreams about a man that isn't my husband. <laughs> I'm dreaming about him with clothes off and uh <laughs> and laying with him. I think that's what she's thinking, right? There. That's Father Gabriel's job right now. He's he's yeah. giving her a confession <laughs> for her hot dreams about Rick Grimes. He says we're just cleaning up, and she offers him a haircut because she wants to touch him. Okay, that's what I want to do. That's what this show needs to do. There needs to be some sort of time warp to replace Athelstan and Gabriel so we can get Gabriel some balls and put Athelstan in a universe that's really going to appreciate what he can do. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, let's get to the – yeah, uh, Melody O'Vision says, uh, yep, burn the old clothes. Tara Chan says, Rick in that sheriff uniform, heart, heart, heart. Yeah, it looked I thought he looked really cool. <laughs> Which Me one did you like better, the, the brown sheriff's uniform or the blue cop the blue city cop uniform? Which I ones he hotter in? I like, the, I like the one he was wearing in this episode, personally. The tans or the blues? You the like tans. the blues better I like the blues. The I think it works better with his complexion. Uh, <laughs> Olivia says, Daryl just knows that they won't be here that long. There's no point. Melody Vision says, I'm thinking more of the stink coming off Daryl. Uh, and Melody Vision says, even if... He wasn't sticking around. At least he could shower. Jay Thompson says, "Me too." I think Daryl will leave the group. Interesting. And Daryl, uh, yeah, Daryl's not staying in this. I, I kind of agree with that. I don't think Daryl is. Uh, you know, he spent most of his childhood or 
a chunk of his childhood living in the woods. Uh, he was also a back, a you know, a, a, a redneck for better words, country boy, backwoods, shack living with his with his shit fuck family. Like he's had a, a life that you know isn't about McMansions and fucking cars and and all this shit. So, like this was this was yeah a world he like Carol says to him coming off the porch. You know we gotta look. Uh, we got to keep up appearances. Keep up appearances. And, since and like, when? Why, why would I start now? Yeah, since when? We'll, we'll, we'll get that, but since yeah. when? Uh, Carl asks, will leadership conflicts between Rick and Deanna, uh, will Deanna direct Rick's group's members to do things? I don't think, even if she tries, I don't think they'll listen. Uh, Jay Thompson, Daryl feels if he has no purpose anymore. I agree, him more than anybody else. And the other one that we didn't see tonight that, that I'm curious about how he's dealing with this is Abraham. I'm really curious how Abraham's dealing with this whole situation. But other yeah, than, but other than Boney- Abraham or uh, Rosita at all. Or Maggie, but I, I'm guessing Abraham and Rosita are using making use of one of the bedrooms is what, I, is what I'm guessing and, is going and on. And Eugene, we see Eugene sitting around, but we don't see anything from him either. Do you think Eugene's upset that he can't watch anymore? Or do you think they're sharing a bedroom <laughs> Letting him... no, I think he's a little upset, but maybe he's got hopes on uh, scoring something in the town. Uh, Ren Renwood says, I thought I saw a tattoo behind Jesse's ear. Mark of the Beast, just saying. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Which beast? <laughs> Which beast? <laughs> Terry Chan says, uh, nah, he's especially going to be ditched them since losing Beth. He's been basically, basically, uh, basically out of it for a while. So Rick, Rick says uh, when she offers to cut his hair, he says, you don't know me. <laughs> and she says, well, I can take care of myself. And well, you know what? You never walked into a barber shop before and not, didn't know the barber. <laughs> like... yeah. Come on, Rick. <laughs> Someone, uh, I saw the very beginning of The Talking Dead and Chris Hyricks made a really good point at the beginning. Most of this episode, I felt scared that Rick was going to do something stupid. <laughs> yeah, he, he said that. Chris Hyricks said that perfectly. I felt like someone was Rick. Carl or Daryl. Yeah, yeah, someone was going to... Carl. Yeah. Coral. Coral. <laughs> someone was going to do something stupid. Uh, yep, Olivia, yeah, Abraham and Rosita are clean and banging somewhere. Yeah, yeah, they, they hit the bed and they haven't left it. Like, that was a fairly obvious conclusion. Like, yeah, they're out. They're out enjoying <laughs> Melody it. vision, especially since Abraham is dolphin smooth. <laughs> 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 nice callback nice memory melody oh that's awesome so <laughs> where did gabriel go i don't remember seeing him big big and sexy i don't either we were talking about that what <laughs> excuse me what job is he getting <clears throat> so while while rick's cutting Je while rick's getting his hair cut jesse talks about her i know what job he could have he could be the guy that sits at the gate and decide who's comes in. Yeah, he's he's really he does that well. He's he's the troll at the gate that's like, don't come in. <laughs> you can let the walkers eat you. We won't let you through this goddamn gate. Yeah, yeah. Nope, not allowed in. Sorry. <laughs> Vince Vincent Mc, Vincent McMahon, my favorite wrestling promoter, says, "Yeah, how about that shower scene? Yeah, yeah, it was hot, fucking hot." We talked about that. We were sweating. We were both sweating. Rick Grimes is a handsome man. So while she's cutting Rick's hair, she talks about her sons, Ron and Sam uh, Weasley. No, Ron, Ron and Sam, who is who are about Carl's age, and uh, 
and I, this is a this is a note from the person I was watching it with that says she frequents uh, hairdressers and said this woman was an obvious was like the worst acting hairstylist that was just like chopping his hair quickly. She said it, it looked like someone came in there, worked on his hair, and she came in there to just finish it off. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I don't know how good of a uh, salon. I think she got fired from her salon job. I think they should go a little higher. Yeah, on the top yeah. <laughs> She was just doing the snip, 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 snip. Oh, we could, some, we could put some color in here. Oh, you got such a nice hair. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but it was just a bit. Maybe some blonde highlights. Would you like some frosted? <laughs> so, so yeah. So she probably got fired. And, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> she makes, uh, she makes the implication that, uh, that they should hang out, that the toys, that the kid, that the kids should go hang out and play with toys together. And, <laughs> and, uh, if it's okay with him and the wife and what kind of fucking toys are going to interest Carl at this point, even, even video games got to seem like. Really? You, I could be out. If I want excitement, I could go out and fucking kill Walker. Do you think they have Resident Evil? Is that the video game that they're playing? I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> what, are, what, what are they fucking playing? Yeah. Uh, how come Jesse seems okay to me? Uh, I'm just sorry. Sorry, I'm catching up with some of the comments. M MLH, welcome. So how many people think the blonde in the road was... Oh, I'm not even going there. So, so it's very, it's very interesting. Uh, I, but what video game is he playing? That would be a funny thing to say. So, but she kind of, uh, he, she implies, uh, it's okay with your wife. And he says, no, I'm alone. He says, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, she's sorry that he, his wife died and I'm not sorry his wife died, but that's a different story altogether. Yeah. I don't uh, think, I think most of America is well okay with the fact that Lori Grimes did not make it this far. Yeah, I think I like Rick's prospects with Michonne and this girl better. So he says, "I never thought with, I would." With them both. I with them like both. It. Yeah, in this world. Like You're thinking, Phil. In this in this commune, Joe. This is a commune-free thinking environment. There is no there is no monogamy in the zombie yeah, is apocalypse. This a Russia commune, or is this a late '60s commune? I'm get, I'm hoping late '60s commune is is what I want this to be. Late '60s commune in McMansions. <laughs> <laughs> so he said he never thought he'd see electric showers and haircuts. She says, come on, haircuts, they're always in existence. You just chose not to have them. Good point, good point. She's, she's, she says, is it okay? It's not okay. I know it's not going to be okay yet. And she hands him the mirror. And his face looks a lot like season one Rick. Like, he doesn't age that much. When he has all, everything strapped down, he, doesn't, he looks relatively the same as uh, season one Rick. Here's the thing, too, like, what, Rick didn't have, like, like, Abraham's been shaving, keeping up his little goatee there, right? Like, there's obviously a way to shave. <laughs> oh, we have Carol's guesses. kept her hair, like, somebody's been trimming hair. Carol's hair has had the same haircut for, for uh, weeks, years. <laughs> we, we have some funny uh, selections for the video game. Richie A says it was a racing game. MLH says it must have been Mario Kart Z64. <laughs> fucking Mario Party, fucking Mario Zombie Party. At least it was a good game. And then Terry Chan says, "Fuck Laurie, yes, I love, I love you even more now." Uh, Mlovia, both funny, worst, funny stuff. Worst game to play during the zombie apocalypse: World of Warcraft. Best game to play: Smash Brothers. Yes, yeah, Smash Brothers would be great. Uh, big and sexy. Where did Gabriel go? Oh, I already talked about that. Uh, so so here we go. Uh, this here we go into the uh, my favorite one of my favorite scenes of the night. Daryl is briefly interviewed. He's pacing around the room, flipping mints on the table. It, this is just the the best therapy session I've ever seen in my life. Daryl's just like rah, rah, fucking, rah, what the fuck, walking around the place, yeah, just walking around like, like, like uh, 
Like I think was was it dice that he was like playing with? I thought he was. Pl- I thought he was playing with uh, the mints that were on the table. I thought he was like picking oh, up the mints. I thought it was That's dice. What I thought. And, uh, like which went again to the to the senator's uh, gambling gambling problem. That <laughs> the senator has a gambling problem. They might have been. I really don't know. It's just the way them being on the table in a bowl. I thought that they were like mints or candies or something like that. He can't sit. And and also I mentioned this before, but the funniest part of this whole scene is he's walking around with the possum dripping blood on this woman's floor, <laughs> just walking around her house, not giving a fuck. I had to rewind this a few times because I was just laughing my ass off at watching Daryl walking around this person's house, going, her going, Daryl, you can sit down. No, do you want to be here, Daryl? Well, uh, a baby and a kid deserve a roof, I guess. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was it lent to his character. And yeah, not only is he not comfortable in this house now in the zombie apocalypse, but this is how he would have not necessarily behaved with a with a possum dripping in somebody's McMansion. But I don't think uh, I I couldn't see him getting comfortable in that room at any point in his life. So that. The, the fact that he's up walking around, touching everything, looking around a lot like a kid would as well, because, you know, he wasn't raised by anybody to say you don't just go around a room touching everything. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And uh, it fits that character so well, and it's played so brilliantly by Norman Reedus. Uh, I think he's one of the two characters the show could never, ever do without. They would lose so yes. much. It would devastate the ratings of the show if they got rid of Norman Reedus now, or Rick Grimes. Now, Jay Thompson says, sorry, I'm still pissed. He might still be pissed at uh, Beth's death, and he still is. Tara Chan says, Rick Power, power stored in the beard, <laughs> like Samson. Samson. <laughs> yeah, T- Tara Chan says, uh, she's dead. Sorry, too. Uh, up, up, down, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, BA select stat. I also still remember the Mike Tyson code, 007-373-5963. Uh, Tara Chan says, I like Daryl more. You guys spend way too much time cheating. That's all <laughs> I, li- I gotta say. I like Daryl more. Reminds me of uh, season one and a half Daryl. I agree. He, he came off way more like early Daryl here because he's because he's out. Oh, my God. Mer- uh, Merle in that interview or Shane getting pissed at her for no reason. Yeah, imagine Merle or Shane in that interview. <laughs> that would have been fucking amazing. Thanks, MLH. And Merle rapes her. Shane just kind of like cleaves her with something. <laughs> Big and Sexy says, Carol faked it a little too much when she said she missed Ed. Yeah, I, we're going to talk about that in a second. I fucking loved Carol in that scene. She's, oh, yeah. she's trying oh, yeah. a bit too I, hard. I'm still biting my tongue to talk about the, the interview. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to Carol in a second. Okay, so so uh, so after after Daryl's uh, totally like anxiety that made me feel anxious watching him in the therapy session, Carl, Rick are on the porch and he kind of takes a walk out and he sits down the stairs and he just starts hacking the bits, the possum, cutting the possum so he can make himself dinner. He's not eating any of these people's shit. So Carol and the baby are... Uh, Carl walks off to a little bit, and Carol and the baby are sitting there, standing there. It's Rick, just Rick Darrow on the porch, while or and Carol leaves too. And Rick's and Darrow, Rick's on the porch, looking, trying to enjoy the moment while Darrow's hacking and chopping up the uh, <laughs> the possum. Now, <laughs> now Carol and Carl are talking, and they say that they are talking about the houses. Wow, they're mansions. And Carol says, "Yeah, not very convinced." Just in this, like, "Yeah," and they're just giving them away. Yep, that seems kind. Of, and I, I don't know why. Like, yeah, okay, I can understand that little bit of skepticism from her about how, why would they just be giving away these houses? 
but uh, there's nobody to fucking live in them. Yeah, that, that's one of the th- do with them. Yeah, that's one of the things that is uh, skepticism over or stupidity over skepticism in the fact that there just aren't enough people to inhabit them. Of course, they will, they're going to let you sleep in the houses. Oh, right. They, they, they're trying to woo you into the town, but they're going to say, here, now this garden shack is where you're going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, here's a tent for you. Like, come on. Of course, they're going to try to impress you enough and give you and and make you feel like you're you're going to be part of the community as a full member unless everybody else got these big huge fucking houses yeah i th- i really do think that daryl's just salty that no one wants to eat him his possum he was serious when he was like hey i brought dinner and then they're all pissed off and he, they're all like yeah fuck you fuck you daryl yeah this well uh, you know i'd be eating daryl's possum with them and i'll tell you why i would because too I still don't trust these fucking people and who knows what they're putting in our fucking food yeah Dale interview people are talking about the different people in the interviews Dale's interview never ends because he just keeps out talking talking about how good things are gonna be <laughs> and Shane is mask mask is something man he's just, he's just he's just mumbling at people <laughs> and yelling and brooding it would be a lot like the, it would be a lot like the Daryl one yeah with him doing that to his head a lot so she exits and he stays in and we see uh, the bird's eye look of the giant houses and uh, and right next to each other, they're trying to split up. Rick says, "We're uh, Rick, Daryl, and Carol are now talking, and they're looking at the houses. We see kind of like a split view of going through, like a pretty good visual moving shot. And this this scene kind of is doing the sorry, Joe, don't get down that road. The Birdman thing, where it doesn't really cut too much; it just kind of follows them as they walk around the house. Stuck, bring it down. Uh, <laughs> so right next sorry. to each. So that's okay." Ugh. So, so right next to each other, they're, uh, they start talking about Rick says they're all trying to, uh, split us up. Uh, and they're, they're trying to, they're giving us our own houses. They want us separate. We're all staying in the same house tonight. And you get a feeling that at this moment right now, not even Glenn, but that these three are the brain trust. These three are the ones that are really running things in the group in the sense of, of how they're going to react to the situation. They're, they're on the end more than anybody else is. Yeah, no, you know, we're not we're not spending the night in different houses. We're all going to spend the night in this house, not just this night. Like, I got to say, it's going to be like a week or two, maybe even more that that we're not splitting up our group. I got to be so fucking sure that this town is not only on the level with the inhabitants, but that it's safe from all sorts of types of attack from the outside before I let my family and my group spread out through this community without weapons. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Abraham's interview says I need some ass <laughs> MLH doing awesome with it <laughs> don't y'all dick <laughs> don't y'all well, dick us around there. <laughs> doesn't say much I don't think so Carol hears some noises upstairs in the house and after investigating or Carl not Carol I'm sorry I'm, I mess that up sometimes Carl hears some noises upstairs in the house and after investigating with a knife he finds a comic book called Wolf Fight it made me think, I wonder if that's like one of like uh, Robert Kirkman's early attempts at a comic book or like when he was in middle school, I wrote a comic book. It was called Wolf Fight or something. <laughs> and like that's like a little like uh, like Kirkman egg for himself or something. That would be interesting. The, uh, so I, I didn't I did not Google it. I, uh, I wonder if it is an actual comic book. And uh, a Terra Chan, I hope so too. I hope, and I, I'm sure that's where Maggie was. Or no, because we saw Glenn later. I, why wasn't Maggie with the other group? Oh, oh, we'll get to that part when we when we see our other group. I, I I was missing Maggie tonight. I was noticeably missing Maggie being with Glenn tonight when we, well, when we had Glenn. Well, they scaled her back 
quite a bit this whole entire season. Of yeah, what's wrong with her? Is she is she doing some other? Is she as an actress doing some other work while she's on The Walking Dead, so she can't be in a lot of scenes or something? Is no, something happening? Just I just think they have they have thirteen members they got to focus on. They got to kind of do like an ensemble thing that 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 the universe has been clamoring for rather than these individual episodes. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, everybody's getting a lot smaller of a role until they start to cull the herd a little bit while they set things up. But and uh, and I think that's that's really really what it boils down but to. But when to a lot of focus on her and Glenn trying to get back together, so we got a bunch of her and we had a bunch I, of her from the farm with her and Glenn getting together in the first. I place. hear you, but I love Tara. But we're getting more Tara in an episode than Maggie in a scene with Glenn. I, I don't know. It was just a little weird to me. Just yeah. a, it was just a little weird that it wasn't Maggie in that situation. It should have been Maggie in that situation. I agree. It, it, and I'm not saying I, I like Tyra and I love the actress that plays her. I think she does a great job adding. Who comp- was the third one? Oh, it was Noah. It right. was Noah. Why you, the fuck is he? Noah, Why yeah. did you take the lame kid out on the yeah, fucking? You have no. Gets himself caught behind uh, on a on a balcony while Tyrese is dying. Let's bring him up. Why would these three even? Sorry, Joe. I'm sorry to put you to make you feel this bad to point out the stupidity of the situation, but it bothered me. I, it bothered me, Joe. Are we at that point? Are we at that <laughs> no, point? No, not quite. Not quite. Not quite yet. Well, let me let me get it out through. So, yeah, Carl, we <sighs> we Carl, we see our Carl post traumatic stress disorder from last week. Crispy, I always miss Maggie too. Territory, I, I miss Maggie. We all we all miss Maggie, and we all miss Maggie for different reasons. Because uh, she's an awesome character. She's funny. She she knows how to deliver lines. She's she's badass, and she's fucking beautiful. Okay, so as the group is settling down for their first night in the in in the in their new home, uh, they're, they're we see. I wrote this down just because I I saw it. There's a Chinese checkers board on the wall. It's just kind of weird. And finally, Mo, Michonne shows up for the first time in the episode, really, and, so, and since the very very beginning, and she says she brushed her teeth for 20 minutes, and she gives Rick. The second different woman in the episode that's giving Rick fuck me eyes. And she says, ooh, I've never saw you like this before. And, I've never seen that face. He always, and he says, oh, that, and he goes, that's what I thought when I looked in the mirror before and after. <laughs> and she gets while he's playing it safe, all staying in the same place. But she has a good feeling about this. And she hopes she, and uh, he hopes she's right. And she hopes so, too. So then we get Deanna Troy. I keep wanting to just call her Deanna Troy because she's the only other yep. television character I know named Deanna is Deanna Troy. So and she's also kind of therapist oriented and useless. So Deanna drops in to make sure that they're. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm kidding. I I, I kind of like I like I actually like this actress. I just want to do a dig at Deanna Troy. So Deanna drops by to make sure they're okay, and she says, "Wow, I, I was wondering what was under that beard." Everyone's digging uh, clean shaven Rick. And uh, she looks and says, oh, you guys are all in one place and, and goes, oh, my, staying together, smart, absolute amazing that, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, absolutely amazing that you guys with all different backgrounds came together to be a family. That's pretty great, don't you think? And he, he, Rick says, well, you gave everybody jobs. And uh, she goes, yes, it, uh, it really does make this place look like the communist one. Ha, 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 ha. And he's, yeah, I, I think I thought that was hilarious too. That uh, she gave everybody jobs. Uh, she hasn't told Rick or Michonne, and she hasn't figured out Daryl yet. But 
the rest of the group. Oh, that was easy. That was easy. I know exactly what you're all going to be doing. You're 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 all two dimensional to me. I can see exactly what you're good at. <laughs> like really? Oh wow! You just insulted everybody in that yeah. fucking room. Yeah, especially imagine if they gave somebody. It's you're like the uh, the thing in Harry Potter that tells you what house you're going to be in and stuff. No, I don't want right, to be right. Slytherin. I walked in. She she tells Glenn, okay, we we need toilets clean, Glenn. We think you're going to be perfect for that job. You seem like to have a real concentration on detail, uh, Maggie. You seem like you'd be really awesome at cleaning up shit in the bathroom. <laughs> right. You know, that's like, where Maggie is. She's cleaning up shit in the bathroom, doing her job. Like, that's how we decide jobs around here? So what you say, that's going to be, like, my my job career <laughs> for the rest of my life is this is it? I want to go back a little bit where Olivia says, exactly, I'm about about why the hell is nowhere with them. I'm gimped now and I'm useless. Uh, I'm added to useless. I would be fucking useless on a supply run. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck's he even doing you know, there? Right. He can't run. He can't run, yeah. Eugene's the only person he can run faster than apparently is Tyrese. <laughs> MLH says, Eugene's interview would be interesting if she could keep up with his talking. And Tara Chin says, yes, exactly, Miku. We need more of the background characters. I actually hope that, and I'd love to see AMC, uh, if they actually shot everybody, the ones we didn't see, release online or, or in the on the YouTube page, everybody's full interviews. It would just be a cool piece of... Information she's the poker player she says she is. She's Eugene's interview is gonna like really? <laughs> Why don't even open your mouth? Like I, I like seriously, Eugene. Really? I want to keep talking, Eugene. I want to see them all though. I want to see all the interviews. So, uh, so she, he says uh, you gave them all jobs. Yeah, the other communist thing. What about me? She says I have I have a job for you. I just haven't told you yet, and I'm closing in on something for Sasha. At least she's finding something for Sasha to do. The show can't do it. Is that a joke from the writers? Like we're looking for something for Sasha. We're closing in on a, a reasonably good storyline for Sasha. We, we don't quite know it yet. If this governor is smart. She's gonna put these people around the wall and make them at least like. This is a group that's been surviving out there for years. And she knows this by looking at them, by talking with them, and after the interview with them. There's no way you don't make this your security force, your army, your your guys that are on the wall watching out. Mm -hmm. Like, are there anybody is there anybody watching? Apparently there's gotta be. They're sending this guy Evan out so far. I don't know. Yeah, there's there has to be people watching in the wall. There 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 has to be. They they have to have something. Or maybe that's why they need Rick. And again, all these questions and more get answered when we know how many people are there. We do not, we still not knowing how many total people that they have. If they just have Dick Cheese and his friend there as the, as the people guarding the wall, her son, Dick Cheese, and his, and his friend, Aiden, the, the, then they're fucked. If, they, if that's it, if that's it. Yeah, we, uh. We'll see. We will see. These fucking people. Oh, my God. <laughs> These fucking people, Joe. I got knives for the back of everybody's skull so far. That I've <laughs> Big and sexy. She reminded me of Mary when she said smart after a comment. Yeah, a little bit. She de definitely did. And I think there was probably some symmetry. And what's funny, too, about is this character, without connecting that it was Tasha Yar, Tasha Yar, this character reminded me a little bit of Tasha Yar. Like, if she didn't get she didn't get cast for, for Mary, she probably could have got cast for this. Uh yeah. Okay, so let's continue here. Uh, do, 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 let me find my spot. So, yeah, he says uh, they gave all of them a jobs. Places look like commies. Uh, Sasha needs to find something because we need Sasha to do something. And she said she's still trying to figure out Mr. Dixon, who's sitting out there. At this point is the first point in the episode where I made note that he's still dirty, <laughs> sitting in the corner. He's the one that still hasn't showered, sitting in the cor corner. 
so we see the middle we see a quick middle of the night rick rick, rick waking <laughs> rick waking up and going to get a knife in the kitchen and uh, that's all that really happens he wakes up yeah, so, really strange it was it was random it was very random there was a couple of those moments and it was out of context random like it just kind of cut to a scene like that a couple times and i think just to show you the anxiety that's going through everybody especially rick's mind right now that you can't even rest well i think i think you know we saw in in the last episode he hit a gun somewhere in a blender and i wouldn't be surprised if he's hiding knives and different weaponry all over this fucking town just in case just in case you know what i'm talking we used to do just in cases you just in case you're out just put it right there weapons everywhere just in case just in case for what just in fucking case that's why Yep. just in case so when we come back from commercial, we're on to uh, uh, Olivia says, uh, no, I would not be able to sleep either. Now Rick has his post-traumatic stress disorder as well. Absolutely. And uh, Melody Vision says, I think, oh, Tara Chan says, I think Daryl will get himself exiled eventually. And uh, Melody O'Vision says, I think Daryl will leave on his own. And Chris B says, the watchers on the wall. Yeah, exactly. There has to be some, there has to be some watchers on the wall somewhere. Right. Nobody exiles Daryl. Nobody. Daryl just leaves. You don't need to ex- if he knows when he's not wanted and doesn't want to stay where he's not wanted. He just leaves. You don't no, exile. Him. No one puts Daryl in the corner. Right. Nobody. So Michonne's interview and uh, this is how you're saying it. This is uh, this is what we. She basically is saying that we're ready. All, this is what we've wanted. This group's a bunch of good people. We've been looking for a place like this. We're ready. And uh, and. Deanna, I'm sorry, I blanked on her name for a second. Deanna says, all of you, and she says, yes. She pauses for a second and says, yes. The next morning, we go to Rick, who's outside exploring and getting ready to explore. He asks Daryl if he'll go with him, and uh, Daryl's like, no, I'm going to stay right here. And Rick just kind of gives him this, like, uh, all right. Like, he's pissed off at him that he won't uh, won't come, come along, but he's like, all right, I get it. Then he talks about to Daryl about how Laurie... Him and Lori used to drive through places like this, and uh, one day we're going to buy a place like this. And Daryl just gives him, I've never seen a person give another person that I don't give a fuck what you're talking about look more in my life. Like, Daryl just gives him, listen, I do not give a flying fuck that you and Lori used to, drove through this neighborhood. I love you, Rick. I gave him a look that was like, yeah, I never, ever had that dream. Yeah. Like, this was never something, like, I'm not, I shouldn't be here right now. I was. I should never have been in a neighborhood like this. Yeah. A remember a, a painful reminder of how, if the world was normal, you and I would never even know each other, except for you exactly. to arre- except for you to arrest me or me to come down bailing Merle out or something. Yep. And uh, yeah, he. I wrote in my note, Daryl doesn't have any fucks to give right here. He just. He's just like I don't give. I don't give two shits about what you're saying, Rick. But I love you. Have a fun, have a fun time. So Rick's yeah. walking in the street, and and almost immediately he starts panicking, running up and down the roads in all directions, talking about a something, uh, a just in well, case. He took Joe. his eyes off his kids. He lost his just in case, Joe, and he's freaking yeah. out. He's like, oh, "I'm having a bad time," and he's running around, <laughs> knocking over some uh, scrap metal, just just having a real bad trip. And uh, and he kicks over a, this pile of scrap metal, which actually was a. Uh, was a was a sculpture of uh, what, what was it a sculpture? We find out. I have it written later, and uh, and it's Jesse's sculpture. And I yeah, and Jesse hears it, and she comes to his aid, and he says he's looking for Carol and Judith. Uh, Carol, I mean Carl and Judith. Turns out, uh, turns out 
there with uh, some an older couple who are pinching she the baby's she says, cheek. I know exactly where they probably are. Why would okay, yeah, uh, that's the one house that you knew that the the two kids would end up going to. They're the that's, ones that seemed a little strange to me. It's the candy house. <laughs> it's where the kids yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the two old people give all the all the little kids passing by candy. It's where they cook the babies. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's where they cook the baby. We have a pot big enough to fit that child in. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll never I'll never do that at Southern Accent again. It just came out naturally. I'm not a really an accent yeah, person. Please don't. Sorry, I'll never do that again. Sounded Australian. I, like I said, all my accents either sound Australian or Jamaican. I can't help it. <laughs> I cooked my baby for the dingo. <laughs> the dingo, bye bye. So everyone wants to pinch the cheeks of the baby, and Rick apologizes and says he gets it, and he's uh, sorry he bre- broke the metal owl structure, and uh, she can't she can't get the eyes right, and he says, yeah, the eyes weren't right, and she said, you didn't even get a good look at it. You, you're just, you just, I, and he was like, I, that's right, I didn't get a good look at it. I was just in the middle of losing my mind. Then she asks Carl if, uh, if it's okay if Carl can come meet her sons now that he's very excited to meet her sons. So, uh, so we meet first one of her kids, uh, Ron. Uh, Ron says to Carl, uh, yeah, yeah, we go there. We get it come in like kind of mid conversation. And he says, oh, you go to school. Uh, I used to go to school and we go to school in a garage. Little kids in the morning, us in the afternoon. You too, man. You'll uh, be coming late in the afternoon. And uh, they also introduced two other characters, a, another boy and a girl. Now, uh, this scene, it, the boy's name is Mikey and the girl's name is Enid, I think was her name. Is that is that right, Enid? So. Enid. So uh, Mikey is, uh, they're, they're just talking back and forth, and these two kids are kind of like pushing him. They're talking about how Enid also came, uh, f- recently came three off. Three months ago she's been there now. Three months ago she's been in the, or three weeks ago, they said. And, uh, and she, it was months. Was it months? Yeah, it was months. Okay. She didn't talk for a few, for about three weeks. When she oh, yeah, that's what it was. There. She didn't talk but for three she's weeks. She's been there for three months. Right, she didn't talk for three weeks. So uh, I knew there was something about three weeks. So she's... Yeah. She, uh, they talk about video games. So they go to Mikey's house to play pool, but his dad's an asshole and doesn't like them to use the pool table. And uh, eventually, they're just no, like, let's stay. And Carl's just like, ah, 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 yeah. Uh, what kind uh, of fucking communist society is this? That what might be the only fucking pool table in town is in this asshole's house who has a problem with the fucking pool table. Why isn't there a rec hall with this pool table? Kill him. Knife to the back of the fucking skull. We all get to use the goddamn fucking pool table, asshole. <laughs> Fuck Ain't your pool table. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, hoarding the fucking pool table. I would much rather play pool than video games. Yeah. Not me, but that's okay. I, I you can't fuck on the video game machine, Phil. <laughs> It just it's not as comfortable as a pool you table. Can, you can. I, that, I mean, it depends which one. Some of these some of them are pretty big. You know, if you get the <laughs> Philips Magnavox or something like you can you can that's that's get some surface area. Or if you get like a Pac-Man sit down Pac-Man table, you know, like one of the ones they have in the bar. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> so finally, uh, finally, Carl's just kind of sitting there and they're like, we're sorry, we come on a little bit too strong. Uh, and then that's when they mentioned that the girl hasn't talked didn't talk for three weeks and she's fine now and she because she seems so fine just sitting on the bed but but being like fuck everybody and so carl says finally he agrees to play video games and the girl as he's sitting down gives him like a weird like half longing half fuck you kid look i couldn't really read the look that she gave him yeah it was a it was a she's the i don't know 
she just seemed very stereotypical teenage angst girlish sitting there and then she of course still doesn't feel comfortable she's only been there for three months mm. i got a whole bad vibe off of this girl. i got a bad vibe too you, i'm with you i'm with you on that joe i got a bad vibe from her too she's she's into some hinky bullshit and i don't know yeah, what it is yet some hinky shit going on uh I, Olivia says, I, I think that the boys will get territorial over this girl and will antagonize Carl. That will be that will cause a fight. Carl just wants to connect with someone who is more like him. Interesting. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Uh, Terry Chan says, I think I know how. The, oh, that's talking about some spoiler speculation that they're saying. Uh, that, and, and that I, I can say that because it, it's not a known spoiler. There's spoilers out there. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode that that uh or speculation spoiler like that daryl might be gone to to go to your point joe he's been saying daryl's gonna die since day one listen if they kill him they kill him okay yeah that'll be this big george rr moment for most of america but there's enough people who are so on love the show and hate the show and i think that that would lose more people then it would solidify as fans. I think people are really tuning in because there's a hope they'll get some Daryl action every week, even though we're, we're you know, it's t- dangled and teased us I you think know, all season. I agree with you, Joe, but I, I do I do fear what Tara Chan is saying is correct, that they need to kill either Rick or Daryl or the baby to prove no one is safe. Then kill the baby. Kill the baby, then. You can kill the baby, you can kill Carl, you can kill Maggie, you can kill Glenn. I don't think Glenn or Maggie. A lot of people, you don't kill Daryl. I don't think you're going to kill Daryl or Rick. I'd be surprised if you kill either of those two. I don't think you kill Daryl or Rick either. And there's plenty of other characters to kill. I don't (laughs) think it's going to be a traumatic thing to lose (laughs) Eugene, Rosita, Abraham, Gabriel, or Noah. I think all of those people are kind of safe. You know, who cares about them? I don't think you lose Michonne. I don't think you lose Daryl. Someone big is going this season, though, before the end. Someone, yeah. big, someone big's going. Uh, and uh, I mean, well, I'll, I don't want to get too much into speculation right now. That can I, be a... I, say, I say Glenn, Maggie, or Carol die. Glenn, Maggie, or Carol. Interesting. One of those three. I say... those, those three are all big enough characters that we can kill. I see. And they know that losing Carol won't lose fans because they already lost her once. Very interesting. I may, I'm making an unfortunate speculation that I, I have a weird feeling they're going to kill Daryl. Okay, let's move on. Carol, uh, wa- Carol Walla is, uh, is with Judith, or, is, or Carl is uh, with Judith while being interviewed by Deanna. And uh, he says this is the type of place his mom wanted for us. And she, she, uh, Deanna says, sorry you lost her. And he says, no, I didn't lose her. I killed her. Had to be me. Whoa. This kid's got some heavy-duty shit on his shoulders. Fucking A. Poor bastard. Yeah, I'm I'm a little... Like, is that something you want to tell this lady? Is that something that that is necessarily... It's what... the... Someone like Carl needs to... No one's been in a position to have him open up, and he's still... Even though he's been through a lot, he's still a kid, and when someone just tips the... Tips the 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 tower over a little bit it's just already overflowing with water that kid's been he's bragging or do you think he's no. uh he's like op- saying you shouldn't you should fear me or i think he's just opening up i think he's just okay. i think he's just opening up i think he's just feeling he's feeling like he's in the safe environment for the very first time or in the first time in a long time since the prison maybe so he so he's feeling open enough to share at least that's the no. take at least that's the no. read i got him yeah Carol seems to be doing this right now. 
I think I think Carl is he he's not sure what to believe, but he wants to believe this more than almost anybody. Yeah, I think Carl Carol seems to be the only one uh, keeping things close to the breast. At right, this moment. Car- Carl is Carl is being very open, and everyone else is too. You guys are right. So uh, so Carl tells Rick when he's tucking him in at night. Carl tells Rick that he likes the new community, but Rick Rick says it seems nice, and uh, Carl says he likes it here, but he thinks these people are weak. And he doesn't want to become weak, too. Great line by Carl. Awesomely delivered and really believable by the actor. And really awesome. Really perfect. And it it shows that he's been paying attention to his dad. His dad says to him before, you know, you have to always be on guard. We can never let our guard down. And that's what he's alluding to here is I don't want us to become complacent and weak like them. I don't want to, like... Like he pulls out his knife when he goes to walk upstairs and walk through the house and check check out the other rooms and stuff. Like he, he knows that it's a, it's, they're still in a dangerous situation and he doesn't want to, this place to soften them up. Yep. Absolutely. And they are not safe. You can't, you can't be fooled by this wall shit. (laughs) So they go to Michonne uh, waking up because Rick was making noise. I thought this was funny because, because Rick's totally making noise looking out the window and Michonne wakes up and they wake up, they talk, Deanna hasn't given me a job. And Rick says, do you want a job? And she says, do you want a job? Are you ready? Are you ready? They just kind of go back and forth. And Rick says, if you're ready, why are we both awake? And I wanted Michonne to turn to him and go, because you woke my ass up, asshole, or something, yeah, something like that. No, she wasn't sleeping. No, I know she wasn't. I'm kidding. She was And, and here's the thing. No, I don't want a job. No, you're not giving me a job. My job right now is to is to scope out everything in this town. I guess by Rick becoming sheriff, he's allowed to uh, go anywhere yeah. now. They're not going to tell me I can't go where I want to go unless it's somebody's private house. She is a good poker player because if she's playing him, she gave him the one thing to make him feel as comfortable as he possibly could. Making him sheriff makes him feel as comfortable as he could because he feels like he's in a position of power over everybody. Yeah, and you better give me a gun with that. That better come with a gun. (laughs) That better come with a gun. (laughs) So so Rick says uh, we're both awake. He goes out and he goes out for a little walk. So he's out on a midnight stroll. He he quick he very briefly meets that girl Jesse's husband who's sitting on the porch smoking a cigarette and goes, "You're Rick. You cut my wife's hair. Welcome to no, El- my wife cut your hair." Yeah. Or no, she <laughs> trust me. Point to my wife cut your hair. But no, trust me. Uh, she's somewhere cutting her hair for Rick. She's getting prepared. And yeah. uh, and uh, <laughs> Rick's yeah, and he kind of just gives him the don't fuck with my wife. Wolverine. Cutting her hair or waxing her hair? I don't know. This is a a self-sufficient community, Joe. Yeah. So so Rick tries to sleep, and then we get another one of these. uh, It cuts to Rick in in lying in a sleeping bag, waking up, but he can't sleep. So here we go, Joe. You wanted to talk about this. Uh, I'll, I'll talk it through, and then we'll talk about it here. Carol's interviewed the next morning. She's smiling ear to ear, total smiling. She's going, I did the laundry. I gardened. I cooked dinner for Ed. Oh, how I miss that stupid. She calls him stupid, wonderful man every day. She misses that stupid, wonderful man every fucking day. What a lying sack of shit. And she's stupid. No, 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 no. I think. Uh, yes, exactly. Oh, she misses I think, killing I think him every that day. There's yeah. some truth behind what she's saying, which is why it comes off. Why she's able to say it so genuinely to this woman, this this senator, is because she knows how she appears. She knows the clothes she chose out of that closet to put on 
for her. I don't know if she's even. She's in not wearing it. She's not wearing a suit yet. Okay, but you know, she knows exactly what she's playing at later when she goes to put on those clothes, or you know, and she says straight out that she misses her husband. Yeah, but she doesn't say why she misses her husband. Right. That she's she's thinking internally about the glee she could get by cutting his throat open, cutting his dick off, that fucking cocksucker. But and she's and she's allowed to say it with a smile because she can tap into that. Right. And I, she does miss that every that that opportunity that she could have had every day. Right. She misses she never took. And she she was never strong enough to take up that opportunity and do those things that she wanted to do. She misses she is. So she, she misses she misses that Ed never got to see this Carol, the person that she became that he could never take advantage of that person. Uh correct. Uh, and, some, that's, and, that's what, and that's part of what she's saying. She, she misses him every day because she wishes that he could see who she is now because she would not stand right. for it. Absolutely. O Olivia says, Jesse's husband makes Rick and me feel nervous. There's something about him. Didn't get enough screen time, but there's something weird about him. Well, I think that's why they didn't give him a lot of screen time. Tara Chan so they could make him feel very, make him, make us very nervous. Tara Chan that's says they gave it that they didn't really show his face. That was in the dark. That was mm -hmm. the cigarette he was smoking. You could just see the cherry lighting up. Yeah. He was very soft spoken. They made it very sinister. They were definitely building up something for the future, some sort of conflict. Tara Chan yeah. says, yeah, he does seem familiar like another character we've seen. Hmm. The real theme of the show is uh, MLH says everyone has a job. Now get to work, bitch. Tara Chan says Carol's as fake as fuck. Melody Vision says I love Carol's interview. Me too. I fucking loved it. Olivia says I don't buy the uh, uh, the Ed thing at all. I, I like Joe's take on this one. Um, and of course she's faking. You don't want him to know your full strength. Carol's a master of disguise by now. She was a bit over the top, to be honest, as Tara Chan. I, and I think that was intentional. Uh, be, someone said it earlier in the chat room. This woman has no idea uh, who Ed actually was. This totally, she, she could totally exactly. buy this. Um, exactly. And, 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 you're, and this other, and she is absolutely trying to make the senator exactly all of her exactly all. underestimate her she is definitely misleading them but as far as the way she's able to to talk about it and for it to come across uh is she's tapping into a lot of truth in what <laughs> she's saying and she even kind of said it with daryl like like you know as much as she was at the shelter before and she still went back to this guy she still there was still a part of her that loved him the abusive fuck that he was because as sick as as those uh those those people make you or as sick as you have to be to stay with those people like all all those things so but absolutely she's definitely trying to mislead the government she's definitely trying to portray herself as someone that she's not you know say that again she's gonna be the mole right yeah. uh very good very good take Good good point. And we just kind of say that she was over the top to the viewers, but to the Alexandria people, they have no clue about Carol. Exactly. She's the perfect mole. Uh, Ovi also says the ca this Carol would have stabbed Ed in the head in his sleep, burned the body, and she would have saved Sophia. Richie A says Carol knows when to hold him. Yeah, Carol knows how to play a game of poker as well. And she's playing poker with this woman too. And uh, she says, where do you think uh, that this group kind of she just naturally became the den mother and uh and she she asked where uh this woman asks or Deanna asks her where do you think you're going to fit in and she says I want to be involved in the community you know be a real be a real I'm a real people person she wants to be the meals on wheels person I want to be yeah I want to I want to get to know everybody I want to exactly and when she's saying to Daryl later when she steps off the porch you got to keep up appearances it's not just about you know let's fit in let's let's fit into these houses and everything 
it's much more sinister than that. Yeah. I, oh, I, I saw a thousand. It. Me Keep too. Cards to, don't let these people know who you are, Daryl. Take, you know, clean yourself up, make them think you're someone mm. that you're not. So when it comes down to it, like Rick says also later in the episode, you'll be in the best position to shoot them in the back of the head. Right. <laughs> If the, if you feel like you have to, absolutely, and and she gets that, and Rick's starting to get that. Daryl doesn't get that because Daryl doesn't doesn't have a lot of bullshit. He he just can't. He he doesn't. Ha- I'm not sure if he understands the concept or even gives a fuck enough the concept to bullshit people. He just is himself, and he's gonna be himself. And he, he, he I am who I yeah I am who I am. And he's not yeah he's not a politician. He's a soldier. He's a soldier. Or and yeah, he's he's also somebody that that he's a soldier, he's a hunter, he's, he's a ranger. He's a ranger. That's a better description. He's a ranger. So Carol comes out right after the next scene. We see her in a business suit. Uh I don't know, whatever. It just it uh and she goes, I'm going to make dinner for the old folks. And uh he's <laughs> and the the look of, can you simulate the look on Daryl's face looking at her? He's just like uh, <laughs> He's disgusted with the disgusted. whole thing. Like, I think he kind of was was intrigued with the idea of a safe community, and now that he sees, he was thinking, you know, prison. I remember the prison was cool. At least mm. I didn't feel out of place. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, yeah, ex- ex- he gets there and he's like, "Ah, oh, shit! It is a fucking prison. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst fucking prison I've ever seen in my life." Look at even Carol. He's just like even. Look at Carol. What would you do to Carol? What the fuck did you guys do to Carol? <laughs> you took my fucking Carol away. So he's looking at her just fucking disgusted. And she's like, did you take a shower? And this is where she says the thing about, we talked a lot about this. You got to keep up appearances. What are you doing? And he goes, why start now? And then he yells at her and goes, you look fucking ridiculous. Yep. Or he doesn't say yep. fucking, but he goes, you look ridiculous. You look ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I thought that was funny. Like, I don't, I think he meant it, but he was also trying to be funny at her. And, yeah. and like, and sting a little bit. I think that I think that scene in general was done for it was definitely one of the comedic scenes. I think Carol was a, a big part of two of the funniest moments of the episode. This being one, and then when she's taking out all of her weapons, like the uh, like the, the Mad Max thing, or like the uh, the two the two people. Did in they a, show her disarming? That that's what I was telling about the beginning. We see Carol disarming, and she's just pulling weapons out of every she, orifice. But she specifically is the one they show. They show Abraham, then they show her. Okay, because then that's also very telling. Like, they show her pulling out a hundred weapons, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Mrs. Mom." Yeah, yeah. They, they, they. they the only two people we see unloading weapons are Abraham and then her. Yeah. I know on the Talking Dead, I saw the first five minutes. They said that they they filmed everybody doing it, but they cut it. Yeah, like, I saw the that too. Just went on and on yeah. and on. It's very uh, and that would have been probably took up the first 10 minutes of showtime and yeah. been very funny. No, I agree. The I agree. Funniest, most exaggerated scene. That scene has been played out a hundred times. We all know. Dude, this, but that would have been the most exaggerated we've ever seen that scene. This episode could have all been that cut with interviews. Just the whole episode. <laughs> and I would have been happy. That would have been, that would have been actually, that would have been really sweet. Like yeah. if, if right before everybody's interview, we see like. Just the, the mass of weapons they throw yeah. down on the table. And just like, like even it. like even 30 seconds of everyone's interview, just a line from everybody, you know, like you see Eugene just talking. <laughs> I, the, that's one I would have loved to have seen Eugene's interview. Yeah, they were saying that in the chat room. Abraham's interview also. Yeah, Rosita's too. too, I think I would have liked to see. Yeah, I was, Abraham's tops on my list. He was probably charming to this woman. 
And yeah, I, I I really like that actor, and I I think he needs more screen time yeah. as well. Yeah, me too. I think I think back to that discussion we were having earlier is the only way he really gets that <laughs> is if Daryl goes or Glenn goes. You got to lose one of these other two strong supporting roles in order to fit Abraham in a little bit more. Olivia they says, already got rid of Tyrese. I think they need to get rid of one more. <laughs> Melody Ovision says Kara was dressed like like Martha Stewart. Yeah, she was. The, the sweater, like almost like the female Mr. Rogers. And uh, Olivia says, Carol looked so ridiculous. I was waiting for I was waiting for a laugh track. Yeah, I was definitely waiting yeah. for a laugh track at that point. And there and there you go. That and that's a I'm sorry, Phil, I spaced I was listening to Katie for a second. We had that scene a couple episodes ago that was her giving Daryl the kiss on the forehead. Okay, which, you know, if you weren't convinced that that was gonna uh, leave us with which way will that relationship go if that relationship is over or in friend zoned or whatever then you have this scene and this scene like Katie says also is very mom and teenage son scene take a shower I'm not taking a shower get dressed and look respectable no you look ridiculous ma as she goes off to work if you don't shower on the porch it wasn't you know what I mean like that very mother son scene scene feeling just like we had when she kissed him on the forehead comforting him over what Beth's death or something yeah, or like the music box. I don't know what the fuck it was. And uh, and Carol tells him to take a shower, or she'll hose him down as well in that scene. She yeah, we'll hose yeah. you down in the middle of the night, like you would say to your teenage son. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, if you don't clean your freaking room, I'm gonna throw everything out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then we quickly cut over to Glenn in his uh, interview where he says, we'll make this work. Uh, we, we, we've almost out there too long. We already talked about that. Uh, so Rick decides to venture outside the gates and is led out by the guards. And as we hear like a guitar riff. And meanwhile, we see Carl in his room and he spots the girl. Uh, Enid again, is that her name? Enid? Enid, yep. Enid uh, spots her over the window, and she's, like, climbing up the wall, doing some ninja-like skills. You can see how she survived on her own out there for a little oh, while. Yeah, and yeah, she know, she goes over to this wall. There's already a First of all, the, the wall was wall. pretty high. The wall was pretty high. The wall was pretty high. She wall brought a tool that she knew she was going to need to climb it. This is not her first time scaling this wall. Uh, I, this raised my hackles so very much. She is not, she, I got the feeling right away, right off the bat, and I don't know anything about this girl. I don't remember from the episode I read. That's as far as I got in the story. I haven't read anything past these two books. And I'm immediately thinking, oh, yeah, she is working with something. She's going to talk to people on the outside. How did she know that she needed that pipe to climb the wall? She'd been there for three months, and they're letting her roam around enough out inside this town where she's figured out yeah. how to scale a 15-foot high wall. She's reporting that Rick Grimes and crew just came into town to somebody. She's reporting something. She's going somewhere. And I, I feel like she's working with the exiled men that the governor mentions at some point in this episode. So so Glenn, Tara, and Noah, eventually after this, I, I, I agree with you, dude. There's some hinky shit going on with this girl. Hinky, hinky, <laughs> hinky shit. Hinky shit. Hinky shit. So Glenn, Tara, and Noah meet Aiden. Aiden is, and Nick, the guy from earlier that was at the, at the gate, Aiden is Deanna's son. They talk about how uh, they found out that Glenn... And it's Glenn and Noah and uh, and Tara because the three of them are the best to go out on runs because Glenn again Glenn never went out with with Maggie on runs the two of them never did it together and they weren't a perfect team it was always Glenn and Tara or Glenn and Noah they were they were yeah, the no, they were the, the go to the, team it it seemed very strange that 
Did Deanna just break up the couple to break them up? Is it, that's what it seems like to me? That kind of yeah. that kind of is how it seemed yeah. to me too. But then I'm wondering. It felt a little like these three were just walking down the street. No, they were reporting to duty. They were reporting <laughs> to their jobs. Yeah. No. Yeah. She made Noah the cripple a freaking. <coughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. They made. They. She goes. She made like. Runner. Really. Yeah. She made a. Like that shows no brains and Tara who was in on the assault but never fired her weapon, who, hmm. I, like, I no, this, this was a bad decision, bad choice, and we're going out there, we're, we're not even discussing any game plan or tactics or going over who's in charge first before we walk out of the gates. We're, you're not giving us the choice of weapons before, things that, like, like, you're giving me a pistol or a handgun, A, that I may or may not be familiar with that particular model pistol or handgun, not that it really matters at this point in the apocalypse, but uh, why don't we not shoot guns? How about we get pipes and machetes and we keep the guns on us for other reasons because we know that you know one of them starts whistling and they're and they're all like shut up <laughs> and and then one of the three that's like shut up don't whistle pulls out an unmuzzled gun to shoot it at the walker yep because that's all they have to use as weapons at that point like the red flags the you you people have never lived out here and you want to give me orders as to how we're going to fucking do this I don't think so. No. Stupid. So yeah, he was a, he was ROTC. He was a college military or high school military uh, wannabe. But military. you know what? So was Noah's dad. And that, see how Noah turned out. No, I love Noah. He's, he's just not yeah. good in this context. What the fuck is he going to do? Seriously. He got, he was, he was trapped on the porch running from what? Two walkers. He trapped himself on the fucking yeah. balcony on the porch in that town while Tyrese is dying. Let's catch up on some of the comments. Big and sexy says, yeah, that girl's going to get someone hot. Uh, I Terrachan says, oh, I, d I doubt. Uh, Terrachan says, damn it, Carl, get back in the house. This isn't season two. Yeah, Carl, get the fuck back in the house. <laughs> I was yeah. just. And, and what the fuck is Carl doing chasing her down? Really? Yeah. Really, really, Carl? You're just going to leave. Don't tell anybody where you're going. Go outside the wall. You're a big boy. Like, come on. Uh, Olivia says, Glenn and Tara are not. One is at least you tell someone where you're going. Exactly. Glenn and Tara say, uh, are not impressed with the uh, sweet ass weapons. Glenn is like, where's my goddamn assault rifle? Yep. <laughs> it... Where's my assault rifle? Where's my club? My machete? Like, no, seriously, this is, this is well, well, well conceived, not well conceived right from the start. Um, the, the the group that just came in has a much better way of dealing with anything outside of this walls than this than these people inside the walls. And if you're telling me that I'm going out with you, then we're sitting down and we're having a conversation about how things are getting done outside that gate right from go. I'm not just strolling out with you, you know, willy nilly, these two people that I've never met. I'm not going out anywhere with two people I've never met. <laughs> in the zombie apocalypse who both have assault rifles and, I, and hand me a pistol that I don't even know necessarily is loaded because I didn't check. Uh, big Kev, what's up guys? The Walking Dead family is expanding the world. Yep, it is. We're definitely going into a big, tonight was a big expansion. We we're, met a lot of new people tonight. It looks like that's probably going to happen a lot over the next couple of episodes as we see meet more people in this area. Uh, but the Tara, so Tara meets Aiden. We talked a lot about this scene already. Uh, they go, uh, 
He's got su- he's got sweet biscuits for him. He gives him the run. They talk about getting a dry run. Uh, so I, we, they haven't gone out yet. So we'll we'll talk about them again when we get to them actually out in the woods. Uh, because the- that, that that fucker. He oh ah, uh, I'm a bit of a douchebag. Just because you say you're a bit of a fucking douchebag doesn't mean it's okay for you to be a bit of a fucking douchebag. Very you know true. you are. Stop being a fucking douchebag, you douchebag. Yeah, you don't need to be a douchebag to do your job. You're being a douchebag because you are a fucking douchebag. You want to be a douchebag. Yeah, because you are a douchebag. It's a choice. Yeah, absolutely. It's a choice. It's a choice to be. Douchebaggery is a choice. It's, right. Oh. If if one thing's sure in this world, I mean, you can be like you can have like a, a like a like a certain kinds of personalities, but but that's different than being a douchebag. Yep. So, yeah, no, like everything about this kid, I would have stopped before I even got to the gate with him. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I'm not going out with you. I'm not going anywhere near outside this wall with you. Once you get the ROTC, yeah, uh, yeah, now, and you're leading me out. Yeah, they gave me they gave me a uh, a wooden gun to march in circles with in, in the high school campus uh, football yard while football wasn't in practice. Yeah, Terry, Terry, it down. There's a lot of people out there who did ROTC and and. It's very respectable. No, it's it's very respectable, but I doubt most of those people would be a dick like this guy is. Correct. About, about there would be a lot, a lot. Most of them, I'm sure, would be a lot more respectable than yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. This guy's. I, this guy probably flunked out. I, I don't buy. I don't buy that this guy. This guy made it through the program. He got dishonorably this guy's a discharged. Senator's fucking kid. Yeah. he's a fucking douchebag. He's an entitled fucking prick. Yep, we already we know that. That's a given at this point. King, his mother should have been smart enough not to give this fucker a fucking weapon. <laughs> ROTC air softer. I this ug this guy Aiden for real though. Yeah, this guy fuck fuck this guy. King a la douche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys. You guys are cracking me up again tonight. So uh, so yeah, they decide that they're gonna go on a run and they're gonna show they're gonna teach. Teach Glenn and company how to do it, I guess. So we see uh, Carl in the woods looking, and then we see Rick in the woods looking as well, walking around. And he's got he sees a walker, and he pulls out the gun that he had from them, the, the gun that they gave him, and he draws it on the walker. But then pulling out his own, pulling out that gun made him miss his other gun, the one that he stashed in the last episode. So he so he kind of walks over to where he stashed it, and he looks, and guess what? It's gone. The gun is gone. Someone gun took it. The gun is gone. It's not in the blender anymore. Who took the motherfucking gun? Who took the gun, Joe? Who took the goddamn gun? What's Why in the box, the Joe? Gone? What's in the so goddamn box, Joe? They've been being watched. They were being watched by someone else. Did by Morgan, multiple people. Could Morgan have taken the gun? Morgan, Morgan, maybe. I. We still don't know how far Morgan is behind them. About a month Morgan, is about a month about is the speculation. Month. He's how the fuck does he know? They got into a car and drove way the fuck away from that, that church. That's very true. But he did have he did know that they were near DC because he saw the map. Right. So he might. Oh, oh, right. So he saw the map and maybe he's on his way to D.C. now. Right. To that area. And and I and I'm not completely familiar with the geography, but I'm pretty sure it's the same general general uh, direction because they passed D.C. to get to Alexandria. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh. So. So uh, no, it's not Morgan, though. I don't think it's Morgan. I don't think we so got either. Three exiles out there running around. The we got. And the the local like so he's looking for the gun and is it right now that this happens where or do we have another scene where 
another Carl scene. No, they meet up. They basically meet up with each other. Uh, him and Carl, they they meet up at the area and right then, there, right there, right there, Carl right comes there. Out of nowhere, right there, right there at the house. And then the walkers come and they kill a bunch of walkers, and one almost gets Rick's foot, but then he's about to kill it, and he gives the, the kill fuck? to Carl. What what, why did he give the kill to Carl? What what was the point of that? Well, not, not the why. Why did he give the kill to? Why is there a zombie underneath this pile of rubbish and rubble and and tar- and, and, and wrapped in a carpet or something? <laughs> Joe, Rick's been playing around in this fucking trash pile twice, and this fucking zombie be, didn't wake up because the set. Did this zombie that was hidden, like behind, basically where he picked up the fucking blender. There's a zombie all of a sudden under this pile of shit, like a zombie bomb. What the fuck is that? Where did this? How did this zombie get under this pile? And like, it just seemed very strange to me. I didn't like it. It, it was gratuitous. It was like, oh no, the walkers in front of them weren't Joe, enough. We, we need make one jump out of the pile and grab his foot. And it just seemed very chocolate. It, it, we it needed, was insulting to it as an audience member. We needed, no, Joe, again, you're missing that the, the set designers felt like we needed another, or the, they felt like they needed a hidden zombie in the scene. They're like, where can we put it? Oh, let's put let's put a carpet down here. That'll do it. I did, I did like, though, that when the zombie started approaching them, him and, him and Rick, him and Rick and Carl both took the exact same pose with their knives. They both kind of went at the zombie the exact same way. They they took up formation immediately. It was uncommunicated. They didn't have to com- talk about how they were going to go about this. They just knew what they were going to do. But again, it goes to show that the, how tight this group is, that how father and son especially, you know. <laughs> we have it. We have a cup. Joe, read some of the com- Joe, read some of the comments for some reasons why uh, possibly possibly the body was there. They're cracking me up. No, yeah, he died there, I guess. No, I, I'm with Olivella. I think it was stashed there. And I don't think it was there the first time this group went by because it would have woken up when they heard them all walking by. It would have at least made noise. I agree with uh, the, I agree with the MLH. They needed they needed a jump scare in the episode, so it was placed there no, for there the. Wasn't a, there was no jump scare about it. There was. Did anybody? Did anyone think there was nobody nobody in their right mind went oh nobody did did anyone think that Rick Grimes was in danger at all for for even a second hey man nobody's safe nobody nobody it's true Rick Grimes could, Rick Grimes could, could go so they made it so we cut to our three to our douchebag team showing uh, Glenn and folks what's going on, and they're talking about how they've made it 53 miles out of Alexandria. They and when they go out, they go out with two vehicles uh, as two teams with uh, flares. So if there's any trouble, they flare it up and they meet each other. It's a good system. And uh, then this guy goes. It's into, a horrible, horrible, horrible system. Then this oh, the flare went up. Ah, uh, somewhere in that area, my friend is dying right now. Let me go run over to to whatever the trouble may be, whether it be a gang of people about to rape him or a Wait. horde of zombies by the thousands. I have no clue, but I'll run over Wait. there by my lonesome because my that flare went up. Wait a second, Ovella is is it was that Scott was that Scott Ian from Anthrax in the, in that? Yes, it is. So he was that he, he's been in the show a couple of times as a zombie, and this was his latest appearance. Ah, very interesting. Well, where Anthrax in, we don't take no shit, and we. Don't don't care for writing hits so that's he's why been a, he's been a bunch of uh bands not just anthrax but 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 he's there because he's in, he's the man he's so he's bad he's so bad he's got detention he's he is the man that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep quoting the anthrax. I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry. His, best thing anthrax ever did was 
I'm the man. Children. He he had this his sexual organ located in the lower abdominal area. I probably got chopped off by uh, by Carl at some point afterwards. Okay, so now I'm done. So uh, so four people. Uh, he said that four. <laughs> he said that four people uh, died here. You're standing here because uh, four people died because they didn't follow the system. They're good people, but they were scared. And he says this is where he says the thing about a douchebag. I'm a douchebag, but someone has to. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry in advance that I'm a douchebag. Anyone that tells you sorry in advance I'm a douchebag, don't be friends with that person. That, nope. <laughs> walk away from that person right away. Same thing. They're that, basically telling you that they're going to be a fucking dick to you. Same thing that if you're starting a relationship with a guy. Or a girl. <laughs> same situation if you're a guy or a girl and you're starting a relationship and that person tells you they're crazy listen to them listen to them tell you that they're crazy yep. so, so noah glenn and tara are all shown uh, how to do this run come on give me a fucking break yeah and, no and again why are you bringing like glenn should at least be sitting there going um i don't want to go out stormtroopers are dead with noah and tara Noah's still limping. Yeah, he's got a bum leg. He's got an absolute bum leg. I'm sorry. I don't think that Noah should be going out on this run at all. Glenn should at least be smart enough to say that. I don't think that Tara should be going out on this run. I don't think he's smart enough to say that because that would be a little bit insulting to Tara and she would take it. Uh, she's not fine. She's awful. <laughs> she's part of the reason why the prison is no longer standing so so he's talking about all this <laughs> he's talking about all this shit you're so harsh joe i love you so <laughs> glenn should just know that he should not be leaving the leaving the house with these two people period okay so d De, so deanna's sons leading them out and they're and they talk about how yeah the, our people were killed but we got revenge and you're like what how'd you and get then, and then there's this okay let and me get let me get this. it let me get this it out is why you four people have died you fucking morons joe let me get it out before and then we'll talk about it deanna and the son they bring them over to some bloody chains where they've been keeping one walker there to torture it to rape it to do what what the fuck are they doing but it's it's gone it slink through the slink through its change and we get a cool action scene with the zombie getting killed and then being like no don't kill it we want to torture it it killed our friend and, ta yeah, and, and tara like, kills. he like pushes it onto tara and yes. like the, yeah and his back sloughs off i thought that was pretty katie thought that was gratuitous that was my favorite zombie moment of the of the season maybe since the she did have a knife in the hand and she, instead of stabbing it in the head, she kind of spins it around and like slicks its back off. I know she, and that's my point. She's useless. She could have just knifed the fucking thing in the back of the head, but instead she tries to fucking grab it or, or, or placate these two fucking retards in some way instead of just knifing the fucking thing in the back of the skull. You know, so, so I gotta say, useless. She shouldn't be on that fucking run to begin with. And these two kids are fucking idiots also. One of them, he's holding the hands behind its back and then pushes it into Tara to try to kill her or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just thought the whole thing was, yeah. Like, but, but again, it was one of my favorite zombie moments of the entire season when that back sloughs off. It was, I liked it as much as, if, as I liked the head getting pushed through the fence. <laughs> It was a neat trick. It, it yeah. looked good. And with the skinning of it coming off, yeah. it was it was visually looked really cool. Oh, visually, I really enjoyed it. O Ovella like, says... Oh, man, cool. <laughs> Ovella says, saying you're a douchebag is like starting a sentence with no offense. Using those words is no excuse. He deserves to get belted in the fucking lips. Yes, he yes, did. You do. Yes, you do. I love the way Glenn handles him at the end. And I love what Glenn says to him right now. This is why 
you've lost four fucking yeah. people, you fucking moron. Not because they weren't ready, but because you're a fucking dink. A douchebag, a self-proclaimed, yeah. and I proclaim you as well, douchebagger. You quit, let's go home. Yes, <laughs> we're not staying out here with you, we're going home. And fucking Noah, what did Noah do that whole time? He just stood there, again, useless. Callie West says, I thought this episode was awesome. I feel like Daryl is going to leave the group and head out on his own. He's about that thug life, <laughs> lol. Yeah, it's I, I get that feeling too. I think that we're, we're meant to feel that way about Daryl. Um, Yeah. yeah, and I think if he did do that, I think I think the perfect job for Daryl and the senator will probably see this too is as some sort of a ranger. Yeah, hunter or hunter too, bringing them in food, going out, yep. bringing it. Yep. and that it's something stuff. that I think Daryl would enjoy doing. I think it's something that Daryl would thrive at doing. I think it's something that the community could get behind him doing. Yeah. So other people should be trained. And right, and he should be training, training the young people in this town to do exactly these things he should be sharing this fucking knowledge this is a complete new world and he has to so this guy gets all pissy that that gled stabs this thing in the in the head and goes you three need to get new gigs and as they're walking back uh they get back he gets in glenn's face and he's and he gets he's like oh you were screwed we should have never let you get uh we never should have let you type of people in you people suck and he basically tells them to back off we're not impressed with your like with and anything. This is where I gotta say this kid's absolutely a fucking moron too, because the last thing he should want anybody in this town to know about is the fact that they had a zombie chained up that they've been using is like, you know, that's a that's a kin that is um not quite a it's almost it's like almost like torturing animals as a as a an adolescent like that's one step away from that's like the governor shit right there or something. MLH says you don't fuck with the pizza boy delivery oh, Terry Glenn Chance is, says is definitely the pizza boy Terry Chance says delivery people have seen some shit <laughs> yep absolutely <laughs> when you gotta walk into a three decker in, in downtown crack central for fucking twenty dollars and a three dollar tip and hope you don't get fucking knifed for your pizza and your freaking yeah yeah that's <laughs> and your fifty dollars in, in your pocket man you got some balls on you you got some steel ones so so he pushes glenn and uh no one's impressed and then uh and then he he swings at him and and glenn just knocks him the fuck out again so oh yeah he says yeah he and the the kid turns. He tries to do like a fake sucker, yeah. fake out sucker punch on Glenn. Glenn saw it coming the whole time. Coming the whole fucking yeah. time. Yep. Like it, what a fucking dick. He turns around and then tries to sucker punch Glenn in the jaw. And you know who can't wait to get in there and back up Glenn? Daryl sprints. Oh, Daryl. Daryl's in. So this guy's friend. As soon as this guy's friend made a move after he, after <laughs> after Senator's son got clocked. His, his little lackey there goes to make a move and attack towards Glenn. Daryl fucking shoulder oh, drops him. Yeah. He totally hits him with the rock shoulder. Or was it the rock that used to do that? Yeah. The football move? Yeah. It was it fucking awesome. Puts him on the fucking ground. Uh, Melody Vision, I agree. Glenn was awesome in this episode. Yeah, Glenn was so kick-ass. And in this scene especially, he's just, he's just I'm not impressed with you, motherfucker. It just knocks him the fuck out. Or knocks him the fuck down anyways. Drops him. Drops him, yeah, and then it just gets into a big whoop ass fest where they're where they're a melee where uh, Rick and Michonne are basically Rick holds Daryl back and Michonne gets into this guy and goes it's Michonne was goes goes stay down you want or I'll put you on your ass again. Would she say exactly it's something like something like that something yeah, to yeah. that effect? So. Deanna's son takes a swing, but Deanna comes out and kind of talks about the whole situation, calms the situation down a little bit, and ultimately, 
says that she tells Rick and Michonne that their job is going to be const. Rick's going to be a constable, and Michonne's going to be a uh, soldier, like Constable Odo back there, right there, mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, constable. And also, she kind of thanks Glenn for beating for punching her son. She, yeah, she also says, you know, everybody else go about your business. We can see a couple of town members in the background here. I yep. thought. Uh, and with a long shot, which we could have had a lot more of, I thought, in the episode. But And then she says, and you and you, and she points at douchebag and lackey and says, and I'll talk to you in my at, at home or something. I'll talk to you two later. And <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you going to talk to them about? Why, what do you have to say to them or gather from them that we're not going to discuss right here and right yeah, a- now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Big and sexy like, says. Oh, you're going to go get their, their, sto- their side of the story as to what happened? Like, uh, that just seemed very, uh, I'll talk to you two late. Like, no, come on. Like, Big, if you're going to talk about anything about this situation with them two later, you're going to talk about it now in front of this whole group. Big sexy IND says, uh, <laughs> Daryl just wanted to whoop some ass. He was quick. Yeah, before you blinked an eye, Daryl was in the fucking melee. And yep. T- Tara Chan says, if Aiden is ASZ's strongest, oh my. P- hashtag pray for ASZ. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. And, uh, and, oh, yeah. And uh, Ovella says, uh, yeah, Aiden is a joke. I think his mother knows he's a joke. I think she's been waiting for someone to put him on his ass for a while. Yeah, that's why it was so important to bring Rick and his group there because they don't have any warriors. They don't have anybody that has experienced the outside for more than the, the very beginning. They, these people are still living in suburbia. Eeyore. They have never stopped living in suburbia. Eeyore's, they're in their, they're in their gated community, right? Eeyore says it turned Maggie on. I think so, and uh, and, and turned on Maggie anyways. And Richie A says Glenn gave him a punch of reality. Absolutely, that's exactly what that was. That yeah, was a you little. May, you may have been the cock of the walk of the guy that was able to keep your mouth loud enough to keep other people from punching you in the fucking face, <laughs> or you may be able to suck a punch enough people to gain the upper upper hand. You know, but. Not with this group. Yeah, da- you're right, Ovella. Daryl, UFC tackled him. He, like, totally UFC tackled him. He, like, was off. Oh, so she tells uh, she tells Michonne that they're, and Rick that they're going to be the constable and the security of the community. And that and that's, that's uh, you are what you are. Except She says, okay, except Daryl's pissed off that you are, you've always been that is basically what she says. You are what you are and, and what you will be. And... She set, looks at Daryl, and Daryl's just pissed off and walks off. And uh, the girl, the blonde girl, I forget her name because it's been a while, uh, is looking, gives him kind of like uh, the fuck me eyes again. And and we look at Carol and uh, and uh, with like a you don't like me sort of look, and she walks off. It's very, very interesting. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I fucked that up. Because Car- uh, Carl and Carol, I fuck up my notes sometimes, and sometimes I write Carl for Carol. Carl's standing there and the girl from before comes off, comes back from wherever she was and, 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 and yeah. And Carl trying to flirt with her or something turns to her and goes, you don't like me, do you? And she just walks off. Yeah. Well, terrible. she was uh, terrible, terrible trying to ditch him in the woods. I think she knew that she was being followed. She probably heard him climbing the fence or coming over him falling from the, from the outside. Because I think it's just you have to jump, jump off, like dangle and fall off the top of that wall from the other side. So, and, you know, she knew he was following and she was able to give him the slip. 
right by that house that are that his dad happened to be at too freddie n says uh thank you never says what the fuck are you doing out here carl <laughs> no he never does does he freddie n says michonne threatening aiden was probably my favorite part of the episode welcome freddie and ovella says uh the line was you want to get put on that ass again <laughs> that was my yeah. that was one of my favorite michonne moments you know what just just seeing her show her show her badassery is f- few and far between but when we get to see it it's really fucking awesome yeah, and it's and it's also good to see that nobody in the group, nobody in the group needed to know what any of that was about <laughs> at all. They were all ready to fight for fucking Glenn. <laughs> Rick tried to break up the fight that, because, like the senator said, uh, you you are who you are. You are who you, you are. Always been. Yep. Uh, MLH says, "Where was Chris Tucker?" Yeah, we were talking about some other show recently that needed you a got Chris Tucker. Me? Get the fuck out. Good job, Joe. Way to, to get the sound cue on that one. <laughs> e- 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 Igor, uh, Aiden says, you think you're you think you're better than me? That's totally, yeah, it's totally kind of person he is. You think you're better than me? So the, our last kind of moment of the episode is a scene that cuts between our second time watching the, the interview with Rick to kind of just show in a couple of days how far he's gone. He cuts to the interview with Rick saying from the first day saying to Deanna that everyone has an angle and everyone's looking for something to 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 uh, play on any weakness any measure you can and that you shouldn't have let me in Deanna responds are you sure you're not looking out for us already or you're already looking out for us so interesting then we go back at the house we see Rick putting on his new uh, and it kind of cuts in between we see Rick putting on the spiffy new cop uniform and as he gets outside uh, Daryl asks him so you're a cop again and he goes, I'm just trying it on for size. And Rick says to Carol and Daryl, who are out there, the brain trust are back together. Uh, they, Rick says, I think we can start sleeping in our own houses now, in our own beds. Carol says, the group will get weak being here. Rick responds that Carol said that too, but he doesn't think it's going to happen. It won't, he, he won't let it happen. It's not in us anymore. And we'll make it work. We'll make this work here. And if we can't make it work... If we can't make it work, <laughs> we'll just take it. And that's just fucking take it, baby. That's the first time Daryl smiles in the whole episode. Daryl's yeah, just like, oh, that made me smile. That was my biggest smile and point of the episode too. Hell yeah, we'll just fucking take it. If they can't, if they can't manage to keep this, if they're gonna let this all slip through their fucking fingers, if they're gonna be douchebags, it's gonna be ours. We're yeah. not gonna let this go. Yeah. We will kill all of them to keep this now. Yeah, Terry Chan Fridays is a uh, or. Friday, yeah, Fridays is a movie with Ice Cube, uh, one of his early movies, and Chris Tucker when he was still funny. And that, uh, that it's, it's a it's a funny movie. It's 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 a funny uh, early '90s movie, L- late '80s, early no, it's early '90s, right? Early, uh, late '90s. Late '90s, late '90s, mid. Mid mid late nineties, but it, it's it's a pretty funny movie about a, a about a guy kind of taking a day off because of some shit happening. It's a, and just chill out because it's Friday. Hang out. It's it's not a bad yeah, movie. It's a good movie. Friday. There's next Friday, and I think there's Friday after next. Yeah, don't watch any of those. Three of the Friday movies. Yeah, don't. If you're gonna watch any of them, just watch one. Okay, so the best, but. So we got scenes from next week, which was Rick waking up, talking about uh, authority to strangers. We see Sasha leaving. It seems to be a Sasha episode. We see Daryl being followed by, uh, was it Aaron following him with a gun? Yep. Yep. Aaron, Aaron and Daryl, I think, were out on a, on some sort of mission. And it, the, the, the preview is definitely set up. To make it look like this conflict between Daryl mm-hmm. and what's his name, Aaron. Aaron. 
Aaron and it's made to look like Aaron's about to shoot Daryl in the back of the head right, right. as the, the preview right. ends. Which means I think, okay, yeah, 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 blah, blah. Which means it's that's the, shooting yeah. at a zombie or yeah. someone else. It's not gonna be shooting at Daryl. Yeah, which means that's the furthest thing from going to happen from in the, the episode. Actual yeah, truth from the actual truth of the oh, episode. No, Daryl's in danger, bullshit. <laughs> okay, uh yeah, nineteen ninety-four. Terra Chan says I'm too young for all this old people talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard. Yeah, you yeah. Bastard. bastard. We love you. We love you. We know that the you're the future. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> so let's get let's get to take a couple more questions and then we'll uh, call it an evening. Uh, bi- a bi- big sexy IND says I want to see Michonne in her uniform. I want to see that as well. Yes, me too. I think How she looks. Thing. Did they did they find a nice form fitting uniform for her? <laughs> I, I I hope so. I hope they've had. They should give her a samurai uniform. Give, give her like a oh. samurai robe. <laughs> Should a nice onesie cute. or something. Yeah. <laughs> old movie. Uh, oh, Ovella says old movie. She should be like 1950s and she should be in a skirt to do this job. <laughs> Ovella says old movie. Damn, I feel old. I was 15 when I first saw that movie. <laughs> yep. That's what I was you bastarding about. Yeah, you bastard. You bastard. So everybody, this is a good place to cut it off for the evening. We have to thank you guys for joining us tonight for another, another fun long show talking about The Walking Dead. You guys in the chat room are keeping the fun alive. It just keeps me laughing and keeps us uh being able to jump to you guys so much but if this is your first time checking out this video and you're watching this on uh repeat please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and please comment in the comment section below what you thought of this episode of the walking dead uh, joe and i will be back tomorrow evening march the 2nd to talk a little bit better call saul at uh around 11 30 all good man yeah it's all good man so uh so look out for that if you're into if you're into those recaps as well and so everybody yes thank you so much for being in the room uh thank Thank you so much for all the shares comments and stuff as much as you guys can do that stuff helps the video get out there and get us to even more people and get more people in the chat room for more fun during the show so everyone you guys are awesome thank you Terra chan mlh uh richie uh ovella which i think i'm finally pronouncing your name ovella ovella i'm getting there i'm getting that was better than i've been doing like the olive thing ovella ovella uh i'm like missing olive people ella Freddie, Eeyore, all you guys that have been talking tonight, Big Sexy, uh, 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 Melody of Vision, uh, all you guys, thank you so much for your comments, and thank you for everybody that's going to make comments during the week. We will be back next week to talk more Walking Dead. And uh, Joe, have a good night, my friend. Tomorrow night for Better Call Saul, though. Yep, absolutely. And Vikings this week, and another episode of of uh season one game of thrones game of thrones will continue will continue down that road so we're doing a lot of stuff right now uh we will uh, be keeping it up and picking up a couple more shows as shows end in the season so we'll keep bringing you some fun stuff and maybe some random older things in uh random one-off videos coming up too too as well so joe have a good night my friend you too bro talk to you Peace later good night everyone thank you <laughs>